0: What's up, Sifters? It's Saturday night, a rare weekend episode of Mm Game Face coming at you. It's been a a bit of a mad scramble, trying to get the show going again. Uh, As you guys all know, uh, I had a really, really horrible thing happen in my family in the last couple weeks. Um, There's going to be a really good episode of GIFE coming up. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's going to be really heavy, uh, and I'll forewarn people right off the top that they may want to bail out. But... uh, I'll be talking a lot about kind of what i've been going through over the last couple of weeks in the episode and kind of what it's like to have something like that happen and then have to try to get back into normal life and start consuming like pop culture media again mm-hmm. um i mean just kind of as a preface of the whole thing you know everything seems really vapid and silly and pointless when something like this happens and so it was kind of a process for me to get back to a place where I could even I even wanted to play games or watch movies or watch sports or anything like that. So I'll be talking about that in GIF in an episode here really soon. Uh, So I don't want to get into it too much here. I will say it's been really tough, uh, but I really really appreciate the support that you guys have given me over the last three weeks. Um, Everyone's been amazing. The patience that you guys have had um, you know, I don't feel good about us not having content on the site, regardless of what happened. I, I feel like you know that isn't something that you guys should have to deal with. You know, my personal life isn't something that it should affect a product that you have paid money for. And um, I regret that that's kind of what happened, but I was just kind of put in a place where there was no other options. So I really appreciate your patience. I really appreciate all the words of support, both on Sifted and on social media. People have been amazing. Um, I know it's hard. People are like, people don't even know what to say because something like this just doesn't happen to most people. And I know it's really awkward for a lot of people. Some people are like, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. So I really appreciate the people who are brave enough to reach out and say something uh, and offer words of condolences. It really, really means a lot to me and my family, for that matter. A lot of people from my family were uh, were on sifted reading a lot of the stuff that you guys wrote, and they also appreciate it. So on behalf of them, thank you. On behalf of me, thank you very much. Um, I feel like now things should start rolling along. Uh, I feel like I've got at least got over the hump. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be over this, to be honest. Like I just—I would think not. I mean, I think I'll probably be different for the rest of my life. Um, I'm trying to channel it into something good. I think what I've found is that uh, I always feel like what would they think about what I'm doing now? hmm like every minute of the day, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, if, if they're watching me right now, like, would they think I'm <laughs> doing the right thing? Would I be, pro- am I being productive? Am, am I living up to the legacy and, you know, all that type of stuff? So it's, it's a crazy head trip. I would not wish this on my worst of worst enemies. I would never wish this on anybody. Um, but again, thank you so much. Uh, for all your support over the last couple weeks, I really appreciate it. We should be good with Game Face going forward, provided I don't have a nervous breakdown at some mm. point. I think I've gotten over that hump. Like, I don't think I'm going to be committed at this point. Uh, so I think we're going to be good going forward, and uh, we've got to keep rocking with Game Face. Lots of gamey evals coming up really soon. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, one of the really bad things is that all this happened, like, just as Q4 kicks off, there's all these games that are coming out right now. And so we've been playing a bit of catch-up. Um, I had just... <laughs> I had just sat down and started writing the review for Forza Horizon 3 for example. Just think about that. Like and then the phone call comes mm. that you know and it's vehicle related and then I came back and I was like man I should just try to crank this review out and like I just could not bring myself to write about racing. Mm. I just couldn't, you know, it was really hard. So Getting over mental hurdles, emotional hurdles, and uh, doing the best I can. So, again, thank you for your patience. But we do have an awesome show and a bunch of stuff to talk about right off the top. Matt, yesterday it was announced Xbox One, number one in the United States for three months in a row now. The first month we kind of wrote it off because we were like, oh, that was the launch of Xbox One S. It's going to re-energize the fan base. Maybe. And Xbox
1: Ones had been discounted heavily.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, you know, packed her on the last episode. Someone asked him, you know, is Xbox making a comeback? And he basically said, no. You know, it's just this flash in the pan because of the new hardware. Now I'm not so sure because I don't know what
1: they're buying for it. But uh, well,
0: I mean, if you look at it though, Matt, it this is two Q4s in a row. The PlayStation 4 has been abysmal. Mm-hmm. I saw a billboard yesterday for the Last Guardian, by the way. Yeah, and I my, saw that. My heart like ago. went kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> I mean, it's coming. There's no delays now, people. There are billboards in LA yeah. of the
1: last Guardian. On which 10, is, you can see it. It's, which is mind blowing. I, I never would have thought that would be pushed like that. The months only reason it's mean, being pushed that all way they got. is because it's all they've
0: got. And I think Especially now that
1: Gravity Rush 2 slipped.
0: Yeah. And I think people are starting to realize That's it. Like, hey, maybe the Xbox isn't so bad. At least they're putting out games on a regular mm. schedule. I mean we're gonna get to Gears of War Four here in the show. We're gonna talk about it at length. But there's another Gears game out. A new one that looks better than the old ones. It's for new hardware. There are people who still love Gears of War who maybe bought a PlayStation 4. Maybe they're jumping over. And then, you know, the other part of it, too, is that, you know, the PlayStation 4 Slim came out during this period. So, you know, you're saying, oh, well, it's the hardware refresh with Xbox One S. Well, PlayStation 4 had a hardware refresh in here. And
1: it's Mm -hmm. still Xbox One. I mean, do you really do you think that this is a... Turning of the tide? No, no. I think, Why? I think this is. I think this is mainly because a, people are holding are holding off for PlayStation Pro, and b, I think a lot of the people buying the Xbox One now are people that already have a PS4. You think so? And are kind of finally saying like, all right, because, get the second console. Well, especially now. like you say, like if you're a PlayStation Four only owner, you're looking at the holiday season. You're like, what am I going to play? Yeah. You know, like so it kind of makes you know with Forza Horizon Three doing really well and Gears of War Four coming out, turning out turned out well coming out strong yeah it seems to like make sense like especially for the low prices you can get for the original models now yeah. and and the quality of the S and the you know it has the the it has the 4K Blu-ray in it which you can which you don't get with the PlayStation in 4 HDR. Pro so that helps <laughs> so that helps like kind of justify that purchase if you're someone who cares about that yeah um so i th- i think it's just like sort of this confluence of hardware events and uh, and maybe you know maybe a lot of PlayStation 4 people are kind of uh uh away, you know the slim is sort of there for the future more than right now. I yeah. think it's more the you know, if you're gonna buy a PlayStation 4 next year, you're gonna decide between the pro or the slim, depending on how much money you want to spend on that. I so mean
0: looking at the angle that you just kinda took with, you know, they the old models are discounted, you're kinda seeing that with the PlayStation Four as well though, mm-hmm. with the the slimmer version of that coming out. So yeah.
1: I just I don't think we'd see as much jump in the Xbox uh, sales if the Scorpio was also coming out in a month. Yeah, that's you know? a good
0: point. I mean, a lot of people probably are waiting. They're like, why mm-hmm. buy a base PS4 right now when in a month I can get the PS4,
1: yeah. PS4 Pro? I mean, Which I just pre-ordered, by the way. I'm really excited about that. I have that pre-ordered. And I'm, I mean, Then you run into the issue of, like, well, how many people know that's actually coming? And do enough people know about the Pro to impact console sales to the point that xbox would rule them for three months so i don't know i mean i don't know if we have answers to that one way or the other but i remain skeptical that the xbox is somehow suddenly going to close the gap anytime soon let me ask Um, you this but stranger things have happened for sure i mean if you look at last
0: generation it was kind of in reverse Mm -hmm. xbox 360 comes out of the gate really strong playstation 3 just slowly yeah. It keeps creeping up to it, and, and almost caught up
1: to it by the end and all. Honesty. I think it did surpass the 360 by the Maybe very worldwide. end of sales worldwide. You're like I think in Japan, PSD, and you're yeah, adding the PSP and Europe and all that. I, the, the, I think it did surpass 360, and it may have surpassed the Wii, but I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think that's
0: that's possible.
1: I don't know if that's. I don't. Know. I remember, but I remember definitely reading stuff about how it had beaten in in the end worldwide end of generation like full stop, we don't make these consoles anymore. The PlayStation 3 sold marginally more than the 360. So
0: do you think this is over now? Do you think once, in November, when PlayStation 4 Pro comes out, do you think October may be the last month that Xbox kind of
1: had wins a month? Maybe, but at the same time, like, if you're buying a pro what are you buying with i mean i know there's a lot of people like i've seen on enthusiast forums and twitter and stuff that are basically saying like i haven't bought or haven't played anything on my playstation 4 in like a month cuz i'm waiting for the pro so i can play yeah. you know people are waiting on rise of the tomb raider and mafia 3 don't don't do that don't don't <laughs> wait on mafia 3 Mafia 3 is not in the show today, but like, yeah. I, I have some thoughts. We'll get to that next week, probably. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, that was my fault. Matt, I, for some reason, my mind is mush, by the way. Yeah. Like, I forget things, and like, I'm always distracted right now, kind of working through all this. And Matt had told me that he played Mafia 3 a ton, and when I asked him what he had played, and for some reason, I never even read it. And so we did not put it in the show for today. So I apologize. Mm-hmm. We will talk about it next week. Uh, by then, our game eval will be up, too. We have a freelancer working on that, Matt Cabral. And we but should just, have our game of If but. you haven't
1: bought Mafia Three yet, do not. Don't, yeah. I'll, just, I'll <laughs> leave it there, and we'll come back it's to the it crib later. notes version of what we're going to talk um, about next week. Yeah. But uh, the, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of people are saying like, you know, they're they're some of them are buying the current releases, some of them are holding off, and a lot of them are are saying like, I'm not playing this until the PlayStation Four Pro, where I can yeah. play it in Pro mode and it'll look better and run better or whatever. Um, so maybe that'll be a factor. I feel like maybe the Xbox might have a lock on this stuff uh, until February. Really? Because I think February, a lot of people are going to go out and get that Pro to play Horizon yeah. and Persona and all the stuff that's coming. I mean, I don't think Persona Five has a Pro mode or anything, yeah, but like, yeah. I think that's a February is going to be a big jump in point for the for the PlayStation Four because. It, that that month is packed with some of the best stuff, and so I mean, that's because it looks like an amazing stuff. month. Yeah, like, so I, February
0: it, is turning into like the new November. It's awesome. It's my birthday month, which is great. The yeah. timing couldn't be any better. So, so
1: I'm hoping, and for honor and all that stuff. So I'm 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 thinking February might be a big jump into this generation month. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at that month, Horizon's going to tempt a lot of people to the PlayStation 4 Pro.
2: So. I have to
0: admit, I am shocked over this. I never would have guessed, no matter what that Xbox One would outsell PlayStation 4 three months in a I row. I wouldn't have no thought it would be a huge draw. Like, even it, if, I, if you talked to me six months ago and you told me, hey, the slimmer model's coming with HDR and Ultra HD Blu-ray, I still would have said, okay, maybe they win a month. Never three. I never would have ever thought that they would win three months in a row. So kudos to Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I admire... I, I don't really get
1: it or why it happened,
0: but hey... I admire Microsoft because, you know, it could have just kind of put his tail between his mm. legs and said, let's start working towards the Scorpio or whatever. Uh, but I think all this pre-planning is kind of paying off now. It's making sure that it has games in every quarter. Mm. Um, and that's something that Sony's been really bad at. Like, its first-party output has been really poor. It's been sporadic. And uh, it is
1: kind of nice. To see, you know, Microsoft had a super strong sec- you know, second-party, I guess you call it, lineup of developers they had you know, go to developers go to franchises and a lot of that dissolved near the end of the 360's life and the beginning of the Xbox 1 where they sort of they felt like um uh, Matrick and those guys really shifted the focus to be more of a multimedia box right you know the yeah. set top box dream rather than the it's a video game system first and it does all these th- other things second which is how Sony positioned the PlayStation right. 4 or more Um, and I think you're finally starting to see Microsoft recover from that stumble. Yeah. And, I mean, Forza Horizon 3 and Gears 4 are pretty good recoveries. They are, for sure.
2: So, we'll see. I can't
1: say people are wrong for wanting to play them on on a new console.
0: Microsoft's got to be really encouraged going into Q4 with this momentum, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was pretty much do or die for Xbox One this last six months. This is certainly
1: best case scenario for them in every imaginable way, I would think.
0: Without a doubt. So...
1: But maybe bodes well for the Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it appears people are not waiting for yeah, Scorpio pe- though. People have or maybe not... it bodes poorly for yeah. Scorpio. Well, I don't know, but all, I think to, at the very least, it proves that people have not given up on the Xbox brand.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so while we've been gone, and I was missing, somebody else was missing too. <laughs> and that was stashed, Pal- that was stashed in a cupboard somewhere. <laughs> that was Palmer Lucky, who's just completely gone awol, MIA. Uh, Oculus had its big Oculus Connect event, a once a year event, its mm. flagship tent pole event, where they make all their big announcements, show all their new tech, show off the final touch controllers, announce the touch controller release date and price. Ooh, price is crazy. We yep. we'd kind of been tipped off to that already. It's still hearing it said is like, wow, that's a lot mm-hmm. of money just for controllers. And they Pal- are good controllers. They are. But yeah, they're that's amazing. That's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's a. You probably will be able to get like an old Xbox One <laughs> or an old PlayStation Four for two hundred bucks now. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on controllers. Give it a
1: year, you'll be able to pay for a used PlayStation VR for that much.
0: Yeah. And so they have this huge event once a year, and what happens? Palmer Luckey is nowhere to be found. And then I love this article that popped up on Kotaku. Kotaku actually went out and mm-hmm. like tried to find him at Oculus Connect and could not find him and actually did, like, real investigative journalism and was basically hounding people, like, going up to people and, like, saying, hey, where's Palmer Luckey? Is he coming? Is he going to be here? Do you have a quote on Palmer Lucky?" And pretty much everyone at Oculus was like, no. Nope. No. And the CEO said they had to go find his mom, yeah.
2: <laughs> which, was, which was
0: amazing. I've never seen anything like this, Matt where the head of a major company just flat out disappears and doesn't step down,
1: isn't forced out by the board. I mean, I think that might be coming, Um, but like, yeah, don't, don't get caught funneling money to a white supremacist organization seems to be the lesson here. Yeah, or, I don't even uh, think,
0: you know, it's not
1: so much just political beliefs. Or that oh, it's was, not political beliefs. It's the fact that it was a, a white supremacist. Subterfuge. Subterfuge white supremacist spam organization that wanted to put billboard memes up. It was. I mean, if you read about that company, it's very weird. Yeah, like it, Lucky
0: also seems like a sucker to invest in something like that.
1: Well, to be fair, he has so much money that it's like... It doesn't matter. It does, yeah, you, can, you can make a few losing bets when you've got that much Cash. Is he a
2: billionaire?
1: Yeah, I think Did he, he get a he, billion from the Either sale? he's a billionaire or he's real cl- He's like a 900 millionaire yeah. I mean, yeah. he's real close
0: He never has to work again <laughs> No, he's fine <laughs>
1: yeah. um, he, can, he can disappear as long as he wants, frankly yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, uh, it, you know, Facebook And of course, I, you wonder if there's any is like Internal conflict with Facebook Because Facebook, remember, at one point Some of the higher-ups at Facebook Were arguing over whether they could like, Completely remove all Trump discussion From Facebook they are clearly not in the same political realm as Lucky, yeah.
2: um,
1: who claims he's, he's more of a libertarian. Really, right? he's, he's a Gary Johnson supporter. He says, um, "Do you believe that?" Uh, it's, it's I, I mean, their their, their policies are I mean, in some ways Johnson's policies are worse. I mean, he wants to, oh. I mean, Trump doesn't want to raise the minimum wage. But Johnson wants to abolish it. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's. It's it's not a winning combination. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and I, but I don't care. You know, there's, I'm, I guarantee you, I own games by people with abhorrent political philosophies. Oh, yeah. You don't. All the thing. up and down my Steam library, there's right. no, there's here's no the way thing. to know. You don't know these no.
0: people. Like you don't know. It's, that's why I always have an issue with people. Romanticizing video game developers mm-hmm. and thinking that just intrinsically, video game developers are amazing because they make amazing games. That means they're great people. Like, no, it's not, not like they're that. They're
1: not all great people. Ken Levine is great. Yeah. But like, oh, there are. Look, there are a lot. There are a lot of great people in. in, there are, in the are, but there are but like, just as many that. Yeah. Aren't. Yeah. And I think. And believe me, this election season, I have run into many of them on Facebook, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it it it's interesting. Like it's yeah. it's interesting to see, and it's funny to kind of sometimes look at these games and be like. So the guy who directed that is, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> hmm. You know. It is kind of interesting to watch. But again, yeah. it's like, it's not it's not something i you know, it's not something I'm trying to make my purchasing or, yeah, what yeah I of course. Enjoy decisions all I, I care about is if the game's. Good. I mean, I, God knows what Michael Jackson was doing with yeah. young boys. So what I, I have no idea what the truth is there, but all I know is that thriller is amazing. It really like, is, yeah. Like, <laughs> and not, not to kind of like give weird abusers or whatever or horrible people a pass on that kind of thing because yeah. they make great art. But at some point, you have to just say like, hey, you, like, can't, you can't research You can't be, omnis- like, you can't be omniscient about that stuff. You just make yeah. the decisions and as best you can. Um, Do you think uh,
0: Lucky will stick around?
1: Do you think he's going to step down? I don't even, I, 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 if I, I would have thought he'd have done that by now. Yeah. I don't think he is. Unless, I don't think he will. I, I, I think he would have by now or Facebook would have forced him out. Yeah. Um, unless there's some kind of massive legal thing where they have to extricate him somehow from the, the stock options or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the, what the rules are in that or what the process would be. Um, but I can guarantee I bet he won't be doing any keynotes anytime yeah. <laughs> soon um, un- Until they have a couple of meetings Yeah but Well I um, think they probably already had a yeah, bunch a few of meetings. Yeah, meetings yeah. uh, You know uh, I'm glad I bought a Vive <laughs> In that regard Although, you know, I understand the argument It's like you don't want to pu- There's a lot of great people working on the Rift And you don't want to yeah. punish them for the actions of one stupid guy At the top of the pyramid Yeah um, But that's kind of all the more reason to get rid of him He's made his money he's fine yeah, like, yeah the guy the guy working on the you know redesigning the headset strap for the next generation rift he's got to you know feed some family yeah. back home, but like palmer lucky Palmer, palmer, palmer lucky's okay, <laughs> Palmer lucky can go do whatever he wants to do anywhere in the world for the rest of his life.
0: he and, also came from money in the first place, yeah. so even if this never would have happened, I have a feeling he probably would have been okay,
1: yeah so. Uh, here's the and then, of course, you compound that with the whole lawsuit thing happening with Carmack right. and you know Zenimax and Vivendi, they, yeah. Vivendi, and all those guys saying they, he stole the tech for the and all this. It's like, yeah. which seems far fetched to me, but you still got to fight it. You know, it's it's still a thing you got to deal with. Does it seem all that far fetched? I mean, I, Carmack's a genius. There's he is no a genius, that, but, but. Is, is there any? I mean, well, well, that's the kind of thing. Is Carmack's a genius? It's not like VR was invented at while he was at. Zenimax right, or Bethesda, right. whatever. So it's like, are you really going to claim that John Carmack needed something that was in like the Bethesda office to like invent the thing he invented? Because I feel like John Carmack is, you know, he's got the closest thing. He to, also like,
0: didn't a... invent it. He no. went into Oculus and like fixed the Oculus. And fixed a bunch of stuff. Yeah.
1: But it's like, you know, it's like, look, John Carmack had probably done that with two tin cans in a cave right. if it really got <laughs> down. To I mean, the dude, the dude is. Is yeah. beyond any of us in, in most respects in terms of that stuff so, I just find
0: it hard to believe that ZeniMax would Because look, corporate lawsuits are crazy expensive Yeah, I mean, you're talking like tens of millions of dollars just in like lawyer's fees So I find it hard to believe that they would go forward with a case Where they're looking to lay out that type of money mm-hmm. If they didn't feel like they had at least fairly well, yeah, significant well, Especially
1: person. if it gets, cause if it gets dismissed, especially if it's dismissed as frivolous They have to pay all the fees They have to pay Oculus's lawyers, yeah. So that would be a very expensive mistake. So they must have something. Yeah. But if you, I mean, Oculus is just sort of beset on all sides. And then you factor in that apparently they're not selling anywhere near as many as the Vive is in the first place. Yeah. And uh, And I, I wonder. PlayStation VR that just came out. I wonder if we're, you know, is this the Intellivision of the three? You know, is this, you know... Or well,
0: it'd be more the Colecovision, cla- Well, what, no, Colecovision d- was the better of the three, yeah. so I guess Intellivision's right, yeah. It
1: was, Intellivision was sort of that, like, oh, you, you, you bought that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry Oculus Rift owners I don't the, Or television owners I, don't, I yeah. don't mean I don't mean to be mean <laughs> About it but it's just.
0: No but you're right That's kind of the way It was back then You had like The Atari yeah. 2600 Was kind of like
1: Everybody's system
0: It was, it was like, like PlayStation VR yeah. And then television Was Oculus yeah. And then ColecoVision it was, was like was oh my god You fun. spent a lot of money
1: For the good version Of Donkey Kong Well
2: done yeah. you know? it was, it was like, That was Vision. It was
0: yeah <laughs> It was arcade perfect Zaxon yeah. was amazing Zaxon like, was great I yeah. think they had The good version of Pac-Man Yeah like That looked like (laughs) (laughs)
1: Pac-Man. There's the Atari 2600 You want want to talk about A No Man's Sky style uh, uh, Disappointment The 2600 (laughs) version of Pac-Man I remember getting that home At my friend's place And we're like What the hell is this He doesn't even look up Like what the (laughs) Oh Yeah It's been happening Since the beginning It really is nothing new
0: Except back then There wasn't social media And like there was yeah. no place for us to go and like, no one to complain together.
1: except the playground, and you couldn't return it. Yeah, there was no Twitter for
2: us Nothing to go and that. like yell at the person. And who if made
0: you Pac adjust Man. for
1: inflation, Pac-Man cost about one hundred and ten dollars <laughs> in twenty sixteen money. I mean, it was. <laughs> it
2: did
0: yeah. It was <laughs> All hip- right, let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> Cuphead's been delayed. <laughs>
2: Do
0: you realize that they're on? I drafted Cuphead. They were oh, on did my you? team. Yes,
2: yes.
1: I, didn't I, did I say something about that? Like you think that's coming this year? No, not that one. No. I figured
0: for sure an indie game had <laughs> already been delayed twice. What a debacle my fantasy team ended up being. Literally yeah. half of my team, half of my team half ended up didn't even show up to play. Yeah. It's unreal. And I knew it. I played the first <laughs> season, I felt like I erred on the side of caution and I just got burned over and over and over again. But
1: on a more serious note, what the hell is going on with Cuphead, dude? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right that they, you know, it was a boss, boss rush game and they're expanding it out to a full platformer and that apparently takes more time than they thought. It's crazy, dude. Like, there's no reason this game... Look, the art's incredible,
0: and I get it. It's all hand-drawn and hand-animated, and that does take a lot more time than just building an engine and creating animation routines and behaviors and telling things what to do, but...
1: Dang, man! This game has been in development for forever. Well, if it makes you feel any better, think about how the Star Citizen people feel. Yeah. Oh, the Star Citizen starting to show up. Some oh, of the Star stuff Citizen, they've yeah. been showing lately well, I mean, looks well, I mean, incredible. You see this? I mean, this this is here. This is this, is, this exists. Cuphead yeah. is real. Yeah. Star Citizen is real, but you know the the squadron 42 single player component got pushed to next year sometime, maybe. Yeah. Um, not. The, I mean, if you're surprised by that, I don't know what to tell you. Like that that was going to happen. Yeah. But uh. You know, cup, I mean, I don't know if I was ready f- expecting Cuphead to be delayed, but at the same time, they'd been so vague about... I mean, I didn't think... I mean, at a certain point, once you hit October and you've got no 2016 date, yeah. Like I'm like, well, either this is coming out on Christmas Eve... So indie or, games are
0: kind of notorious for just having a quarter for a date, and then one day they put out a trailer and they're oh, like... Oh, it's next week. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, like or in two weeks but or whatever. But this one, so. I feel like they, we would have known. Yeah, the so. build-up for this has been too big, yeah. probably, for them this to do I mean, like also, like... I wonder if someone's like, look, God help these guys if this thing comes out and it's not amazing. Yeah. Because if this thing comes out and so people somehow believe that, you know, if it's another Mighty Number no. 9 situation or, like, they think it's, like, some kind of half-ass, if the boss fights are great, but the rest of it is just some sort of, like... Which you know, is possible. By, the, by rote kind of piece of shit, like... I mean, you, this thing has to be, you know, this thing has to be solid gold from start to finish at this point, basically. Well,
0: the game's hard as balls, so... <laughs> I, I know already that it's going to turn off a lot of people. who are How gonna hard are balls, exactly? <laughs> it depends on what kind of balls you're talking really? about. <laughs> so Bocce anyway, balls,
1: I think. We'll so anyway,
0: I, balls. I basically concede the league to you at this point. It's done. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out now when we'll do the whole Bloodborne thing, which I have been trying to avoid at all costs. But probably we'll do it like after the last Game Face of the year and before we leave for the holidays or something like that. It's mm. coming into a stream. Maybe we'll turn it into, like, a child's play charity thing
1: or something Just like something that. Just something good or, comes of it. Yeah, because otherwise
0: nothing good is going to come out of it. So.
1: Bloodborne. Yeah. Okay, nothing finally, before bloodborne.
0: we get into the meat of the show, uh, it's been swirling the last couple days. Nintendo NX announced next week a uh, some other version of Pactor. Mm. has said that they have the scoop that they know it's going to be shown off for the first time next week and and consequently it has downgraded its rating on Nintendo stock saying that it expects the console to sell for 300 to 350 which they think is really high
1: mm. I mean if it's current gen tech, that's about right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. I don't find that expensive for a video game console. Three hundred bucks. If it's three hundred well, bucks, 17. fine.
1: If it's got a neat little, tri- the one thing I was worried about is that like the people keep talking and, and like the leaks keep referring to uh, interact with your games on the go. Yeah. Interact is not being play, play your games on the go. I what know. is the, is this is, if this is the VMU two? I'm yeah. going to be very irritated. I highly doubt that. I hope not. That would be a huge mistake. Nintendo's made huge mistakes. before. Yeah, I mean, well, see, that's the thing is, like, on one hand, my brain's like, oh, well, there's no way. That, I mean, if you're gonna go for broke, if you're gonna do this combining thing, go for broke and give me like the 3DS experience and the and the you know the I don't want to say the Wii U experience because fuck that, but like yeah. you know, the GameCube experience, about <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna like, but it's like at the same time, I completely conceive Nintendo doing that horrible, you know, that mistake. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you can't play Breath of Breath of the Wild on the on the road, but you can like you can earn stick can play or this something. mini game. <laughs> yeah, you can play a mini game and earn fish. Or here is you know? this
0: like hunting mini game right. that you play and then you come back and you have ingredients to cook with
1: or something like that. And look, I still don't think that's going to be the case. I but. I I hope not. Look, I don't care so much because I don't intend to ever play anything on the go yeah. because the thing about I've, I've talked about this before, but it's like okay, you can play Breath of the Wild on on handheld version, or you can play. A, I am always going to wait till I get home Yeah. because it's better on my giant screen, in my home theater. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do that. But I guarantee you, there are tons and tons and tons of fans who want that portable uh, oh, you yeah. Know, ability. Yeah, and and Japan,
2: obviously. Oh, in Japan,
1: but I think also over here. I mean, look, I've seen enough people freak out about how great it is to care, to play remote stuff on the Vita for right. some reason, like. Yeah. like but look, this is an important thing to a large chunk of the user base, and if that's not there, if that's not there, the gaff thread's going to be amazing. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see the subreddit.
0: I don't think it's true. Like I, I, I think Nintendo would have told us either Friday, Thursday or Friday that mm-hmm. hey, this is happening next week. Like they're not just going to just pop up, hey, here's the NX like, on Wednesday, hey. like ta-da, like that's not going to happen.
1: Although maybe.
0: I don't know, you know. It, I
1: would give it a twenty percent chance. I was I was gonna say twenty percent. Yeah. I was gonna say that too.
0: So I, I really don't think that's gonna happen. Don't start freaking out Sifters, like worried that you're So okay, miss it.
1: so like we're basically predicting that like they're not gonna show the NX this month.
0: Yeah, it's kinda looking that way.
1: I mean it could be the week after next. It could be. I mean But you're, you're running into black friday stopping season and at yeah. that point no one's paying attention to what you're doing in march it's really it's really march.
0: important that they show it before black friday because people will have to make crucial purchase decisions for the holidays mm-hmm. and most people buy their gifts for others on black friday and if nintendo hasn't announced anything about the console to get people excited for it more people are going to buy
1: playstation 4 pro xbox one mm-hmm. s uh so and you don't want to do it the week of pro Nope. And you don't want to do it the week of Call of Duty. Nope. And you, when at this yeah. point, you know? Week after next, I guess. Uh, the last week of October. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Here's the NX. That'd be kind of awesome. Be?
0: <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. So... We'll see. I mean, this is the first time that really, like, an investment firm has come out and said, hey, mm. we got insider information. And and, it's like, Bizarro Pactor. Yeah, it. it is. And, like, they, I mean, they downgraded the stock. Like, that's a big deal for an investment firm. Like, okay, why, do, why would they downgrade the stock in that Because scenario. they said the price is too high. Mm. And they think that people, and, you know, if people look at the NX and they think it's going to flop and the price ties into that, mm. then they're going to sell their stock. And know. so the investment firm is saying, it's hey, yeah. get out now.
1: Before they announce it next week, and the stock plummets. I but see, the th- funny thing is, I feel like that's a very different decision depending on whether it is three hundred or three fifty. Because yeah. three hundred feels pretty much in line. Yeah. Three hundred doesn't feel too bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially because like okay, it's the same price as like the S and maybe the Slim or whatever. Maybe the Slim's cheaper now. I don't remember, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's the same as the Slim because a hundred mm-hmm. bucks less than the Pro. Yeah. Um, but like. You know, if I'm looking at that as a consumer, I'm kind of like, okay, well, three hundred bucks for these slim versions of the these systems have been out for three years, or three hundred bucks for this brand new thing. That's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Three fifty, then I start questioning.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, why don't
1: I spend fifty bucks more and get the more powerful Pro? You know, so three hundred feels like a pretty good spot. for it me. It
0: does. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the sweet spot for that system.
1: I would think so. We'll see. But the again, we know so. we know nothing. It's October. This thing comes out in what five months? Yeah. Theoretically, but it the, would give them five months
0: to promote it and market it before it comes. to I mean, marketing. I don't
1: think you start really promoting that until uh, January. Maybe you do a big Super Bowl buy. Yeah. Um, but oh, like, you'd have to do Super Bowl, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, but like, because it
0: would be coming out a month after right. Super Bowl, yeah. and like you
1: want as many people. You know, that's where you go to yeah. sh- make sure everybody and their brother sees it. Yeah. Um, but like, but it ha- Nintendo has
0: to start chatter. It's gotta, yeah. You got you got to
1: start engaging the core demographic yep. soon. Yep. So we'll see. And also reassuring them that yes, you'd only still have five months to wait for Zelda. Yeah. Because if that thing gets delayed, Zelda's going with it.
0: Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So we'll see. This is the first time we've got any kind of information like this from an investment firm so we thought it was worth mentioning, but uh, I have my doubts. Yeah. But one thing I don't have any
1: doubts about is the Big Six. People in the chat had doubts about the big six. Yeah, They're like are they doing the big six? <laughs> that today? was a long intro. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We do have six topics Home for of the forty-minute intro.
2: Yeah,
0: that was a long one. Uh, we're going to talk about Gears of War four. Um, it's actually kind of worked out really well because Matt and I have kind of played different sections of the game. Mm -hmm. So we're going to form, like, Voltron to create one definitive opinion on Gears of
1: War 4. Voltron was needed once more.
0: Yeah. So I've actually kind of broken tradition. Usually when I play a game to evaluate it, I start with the campaign, and I play through the campaign, and I jump Mm -hmm. into the multiplayer and co-op and all that stuff after that. In this case, it's been reversed. I actually played Horde mode first Hmm. and then played multiplayer. And I played. I only played the prologue of the campaign, and that's pretty much it. So, Matt, how far along are you in the campaign? I'm
1: in Act Two somewhere. Like yeah. they're, star- they're they're finally starting to see the swarm. Okay. Like because you spend the first act, you're mostly fighting robots, and then which is pretty cool. Like, it's why least... are you fighting robots? Because you're you're infiltrating this like like because like it's you know however many years after the end of the the you know the the emergence war, the locust war, or whatever, and so now like. The, the government is the Cogs government or whatever they are have started like sending out these, like AI robots that like build cities like full cities uh, automatically and then people can just like move into them um, and so you're going with uh, your with Marcus's son and his buddies and this like old grizzled man. Uh, one, of, one, back one back. of the outside, basically this is what the outsiders the you know the people who weren't part of the military have become yeah uh, and so they they 're basically breaking into steel like a rep what 's called a replicator or something like that, um like a construction device that they can use to make supplies and weapons uh from this city, and the city apparently has these vast vast stores of soldier robots that will stop anyone that comes in to do that, which is like that's a big expenditure of materials and time <laughs> for something that may not ever happen because there's barely any humans left. But hey, let's go with that. <laughs> so you're you're fighting like these like android robots um, that and let me go let me go way back for the Ninja Turtles fans here uh, that look a lot like the old Mirage Comics Ninja Turtles uh, aliens that are based that Krang is based on. They had these slim android suits they'd wear. Um... So you spend a lot of time fighting them, these little balls that roll up, you have to kick away and shoot them before they explode. It's all kind of standard gear stuff, but like, it's not it, it feels a little more binary domain in a way, because you're fighting robots and like their arms and stuff can come off. and it's it pretty cool. The fun thing about it is like because you're in this you know, prefab city that they're building, everything in this city is perfect and pristine and untouched, which is like the opposite. Of, of everything Gears. in Gears ever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like... It's a good you're way fi- to kick off yeah. the game, though. You're fighting through almost this sterile city environment, which is unlike anything you've played Gears in before. So while you're still doing the same Gears pop and stop stuff, you're kind of like, oh, this is super bright and... and- you know, colorful, and colorful. Is, is other nice. colors other
0: than brown and gray and is, red.
1: And, and that comes, like, at the very, very beginning, like, you play the prologue, at the very, very beginning, like, some flashbacks to the, the war before Emergence Day, and then the big final battle that happened at the end that we didn't really see at the end of Gears 3 because we were with Marcus. Right. But, like, you see the fight that, like, the, the general and everybody were in, like, the, the, the losing final stand of humanity, right as, you know, Marcus and crew did the thing that shut down... All the locust, which apparently has had some Consequences for the planet But, like, they get into that later in the story I don't, They haven't really yeah. dealt with that yet um, So I'm, you know, far enough in that, like, the story Is starting to finally kick into gear Um, but not quite Far enough to say whether it, it's, like You know, good, good or not in that regard. I mean, the game, I can talk about the gameplay is good uh, In terms of, I mean, it's Gears Uh, I, it's funny How important Being able to grab people from the other side Of cover is Yeah, yeah um, that, because f- it still feels a little clunky to me in terms of, because Gears has always felt a little clunky, but that really sort of fixed one of my, you know, there's always that sort of thing in Gears multiplayer and campaign where you'd sort of end up on the opposite sides of the same cover that's item. Weird, I think everyone's like... like, now, because, like, if you jump, you know, because theoretically you're supposed to be able to jump over and kind of, you jump over and kick them and they sort of stumble and you can, like, yeah. chainsaw them or whatever. But that works about, like, 60% of the time. Yep. You never quite knew what that interaction was going to be. Yeah. And that, this is, like, really sort of, Solved that problem, and it looks cool too um,
0: Nobody does that in multiplayer, by the way
1: No None nope. <laughs> and all the time
0: I played it, it never happened to me once I think I saw somebody else do it once
1: And I'm playing it on PC, and it is gorgeous yeah. I mean, it's, ju- it's one of the best looking games I've ever played Wow, um, that's quite a PC. statement it's, it's the, the, the level of detail and just the texture quality is amazing And it still runs well it still Have you runs played so- the
0: Xbox One version
1: at all? No Oh, okay um, I have. That looks good, too. I mean, I'm not... not I think not it looks dissonant. good. It, it, this thing is beautiful. Like, on PC, like, a running... You know, I have it down-sampled from, like, 3K, running on my 2K monitor, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's just... I mean, it's vibrant. It, it's. I mean, it doesn't look as good as what I saw at, at um, E3 on the $90,000 television. because yeah, well. <laughs> that looked. that looked like someone... That looked like a moving painting on glass, yeah. basically. But, um... It is uh, it is beautiful. It, it is it is very nice. Even on Xbox One, it is it's
0: probably the most technically mm-hmm. adept Xbox also, I, One game. Also, I,
1: I did want to mention because uh, I played Gears of War Ultimate Edition on the Xbox One the week before this came out because I was waiting for it to come out and I was I got got the gears bug happening, and I probably would never have noticed uh, unless I played Gears One, uh, you know, a week previously. To- this this fight here is actually like in the beginning it of years War- one like you come across the aftermath of it's this with CG the van sequence, and everything yep. It totally is, and yeah. uh, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that like even like the because I recognize the van and there's the hole there and you don't really know what came through the hole and yeah. all this stuff. It was like it was it was, it was this was cool. Like I thought because you know they're jumping so far ahead and they're sort of leaving behind the thing we think the stuff we think of as familiar with gears in terms of the locust and and that war, and ongoing war and like the prologue really gives a couple of nice shoutouts to it and yeah. it, it, I felt like it actually transitioned Clever. pretty nicely
0: good to see them going back and paying some homage to the original games. It's
1: also also nice to see the old stuff look this good.
0: Because, I mean, one thing I would say about, like, 343 taking over Halo is I feel like they didn't do any of that.
1: Yeah. I'd agree with that.
0: I never played, like, Halo 4 and was like, oh, you can tell these people are big-time Halo fans. Like, I never felt Mm -hmm. that way. But I do, even the short amount of time that I've played the campaign, I do feel that way about Gears of War 4. Like, you can see the people. I mean, I don't know if they brought over any other people from Epic to work on this i don't know i mean I know rod rod Ferguson. obviously yeah obviously, he's like, like the big the big dog but i don't know i i'm, I'm impressed with that as well yeah. like that's something that stuck out to me like right I away
1: feel it, there's there's a respect for the source material yeah. uh, and also as like as much as you can respect the right, source material <laughs> but it, but also like um, i feel like so far at least i feel like this game earned its four Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel because like with Halo Four, it felt like maybe you should have just called that Halo colon new title. Yeah, because like it didn't. It does Halo Four didn't really strike me as like really continuing off of Three in any meaningful sense beyond like this is where Master Chief ended up and we have to start here. Yeah, but like this one really feels like it's still part of the series and still telling the story.
0: Yeah, the story itself. You know, I uh, I think one of the reasons I did not play the campaign first is because I know there's
1: like a strong like. Father and son. Component. Oh, it's, yeah, it's all yeah. The very and the very beginning, it's like oh yeah, all right. Well, the whole series is fathers and sons. It is, really.
0: and like I, I, I think I said to myself, I cannot cry playing a gear <laughs> of war game. I just I cannot do it. Like I don't you didn't I... cry
1: when he found Maria. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> and I think maybe uh, subconsciously that's why with this game I did not play the campaign right away, mm-hmm. and instead I went in and played multiplayer no, and board that's, mode. That's instead. wise, but. Uh, Yeah. So, how heavy is that component in the story so far, from what
1: you've played? It's there. I mean, and there's. I mean, at the very beginning, there's all things like we don't know where Marcus is, and there's there's sort of like, is he dead? Is he not? Like, no, you don't really know. Yeah. And it's similar to. There's a reason they got to find him, basically. And uh, you know, there's there's that element of uh, JD is like you know his son, and and but he's not with the Cog. He's you know he's working with outsiders, and he's you know he's raiding Cog cities to get supplies and stuff. And so there's sort of this. Well how did that happen? yeah that's one thing that I'm, I, I' I'm kind of glad that like it doesn't do I mean it does it a little bit but it doesn't do the usual game thing where it's like oh you're starting in the middle of everything and like right. oh my God what's that now we're gonna flash back we're gonna like catch up to where you started. I'm like go away yeah. like, because Mafia 3 does that and Mafia 3 does that in a really clunky way and the yeah. thing because like and the thing is like look the reason to start in media res, in media res in the middle of everything, is only if then you start to tell what happened as you lead up to that scene, right? Yeah. The only reason to do that is if you desperately need every, the audience to know that that is going to happen as they're watching the rest of this stuff. Right. And in something like say Mafia 3 and almost every video game that has ever used this device, you don't. It's just there because they think they have to start with an action scene to get your attention. But then yeah. compared to something like Reservoir Dogs, which starts with uh um uh, Tim Roth writhing in the back seat, having been shot in the gut, of, uh, with, and Harvey Keitel holding his hand and trying to keep him alive. Yeah. And then you jump to the, the you know the whole crew getting assembled and put together, knowing that that is where that's going to end up. Is you're like, okay, how is this all going to go to hell? Yeah. Whereas like in something like Mafia Three, where like you're you know you start in a big bank, like a like a heist at a at a, at a Federal Reserve. Um, you're like, well, I know you're going to become be robbing the Federal Reserve because this is a mafia game. Like it's, right. it's like this. There's, there's no <laughs> interest. There's not really an interesting reason why you end up in that scene in most games. And I'm glad that Gears Four just says, you know what, we're just going to tell the story. Yeah. And I found that I I don't know why I found it refreshing and particularly in this game because Gears has never done that anything like that really. No. But like shooters have that te- that, that temptation to start with the big battle and the oh, way yeah. they do that they in this right the yeah the way they do that in this is they use the framing device of the of the you know where they're starting in the future as like a celebration like a, it's like an anniversary celebration where the the leader of the government is kind of giving a speech about all the people that were sacrificed in the name of fighting these wars and stuff and then you flash back to the big battles and you get your big action sequences but it's stuff it's review for us cuz we already played those games yeah yeah and that was a good way to do it and didn't make me feel like you were just manipulating me
0: Let's talk about the gameplay. Uh the limited amount that I played pretty much just gears 101. Gears. Yeah. Um I mean again, I haven't played a ton of it, but that was kind of my first impression is it doesn't seem like it's really been moved forward in any no significant I way. I would say
1: I mean there's some differences in a couple of wepo- you know, a couple of new weapons make a difference and just Do you have a favorite new weapon? I mean I like the single shot rifle that JD starts with. Yeah. Um, I have kept. I don't usually like single shot. I mean, it's like it's. I guess mean, it's, it's semi-automatic, so it's like you get five shots in the magazine, but it's a one. <laughs> but they're very powerful and very accurate. And uh, normally I stick with kind of the full auto machine guns and gears, but I've I've really held on to that gun. What is that uh, called? I can't remember. I don't remember. It's got a weird something long buster name. maybe maybe. I don't, I don't know, because I've never put it Thunder down. Buster or something? I've like never that. put it down, so I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that a lot. Uh, I haven't gotten my hands on the bouncy saw blade thing. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's mostly been review. Uh, it does not, I mean, I just played through Ultimate Edition, the Gears, Gears of War 1 right. you know, remaster. It uh, feels the same. Frankly, um,
0: what I played is exactly the same. Like, yeah. and that is probably my at least from what I played would be the big disappointment so far. Is it really hasn't pushed forward as far as it I mean? There's been concerned. a couple it's of like moments already, where, a couple yeah.
1: turret sequences, and oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's been a, uh, there's already been moments where I'm just like, like I don't want to say Gears has bad controls because it doesn't, but like there's just moments where the control scheme just isn't up to par with what's happening in the fight. No, you know what and I mean? Not even just in
0: the fight, it, the the controls. Aren't up to par with what's happening in video games today. <laughs> like, I, look, I get the roadie run is this um, iconic part of Gears, but it is the most archaic, dumb gameplay mechanic
1: ever. Like, also, super shaky in this one. Yeah, like, I, I noticed there was no it was, reason
0: that if you're crouch running that you can't be more accurate with which what direction you run. Right. Like, and I mean, I get, I get why they do it that way for gameplay because it probably would be awkward with the perspective that they give you, but. They need to find another way to handle, like, fast travel in this game. Like, the roadie run, to me, in multiplayer, it's freaking annoying. Like, there's just a lot... And then you come out of the roadie run, and there's that awkward, like, transition. And, like... And I'll talk about multiplayer in a second, but... That's what really separates, like, the really... The people who score high... I don't even know if I want to call them good. Hmm. But the people who score high in Gears multiplayer versus those who don't, they master... That transition from roadie run to combat. Mm-hmm. And in a variety of ways. Like either they roadie run and roll and shotgun roll like they have been doing in Gears for forever, or whether they come out of cover really quickly and they're able to recover and fire before you. That is kind of turned into the defining factor that makes somebody score well at Gears or not score well at Gears. And uh, I just feel like it's time to get rid of the roadie run. I know people are going to hate on me for saying that and because they'll say, well, it wouldn't be Gears without the roadie run. But they need to find a better way to fast travel in this mm-hmm. game. I just feel like it's archaic. I feel like it was, you know, Gears is one of the first games that was really played this way. And they tried to find a cool way. And back then, it was cool. You know, it was something different and unique. Now, after I've been playing games like this for the last... Mm-hmm. When did Gears come out, the first one? 2000... I thousand. going to say it was 2006. 2006. Yeah. yeah. Ten years now yeah. that we've been playing games like this, like I feel like that's something that probably should've I know people would have given the coalition so much crap if they dished mm. the roadie run, and people will give me crap for saying it sucks now. But I feel like that's stuff that's a hurl that they need to get over. They need to find some other way. And I'm also disappointed that, you know, Gears is the series that kind of polished this whole stop and pop gameplay, cover-based shooting gameplay. And it's just remained the same for ten years. Like they've really not found any innovation
1: since like then. Like the closest thing to innovations I've seen is like some of the weapons now, like the 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 the, the reload active it? reload. Active reload. Now some of them have the active reload thing in different places in the yeah. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, like and which is interesting because be quicker
0: like, for the higher power weapons is yeah. what I think I've noticed.
1: Yeah, definitely true of, of uh, JD's Rifle. Like, it's it starts earlier. But it's also, like, if you hit it too soon, you have more of a window of not failing the reload. So, like, they balance that pretty well, but it's like, that's as close to, like, anything... Oh, I was, I, that's the closest thing I get when I'm, I've am i played so far going, like, oh, that was different. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't played Horde... That was funny, because normally I play Horde mode first. Yeah. But everybody, everybody I knew on was online, and they were all full. So no. I'm like, all right, I guess we'll play the campaign.
0: So... Yeah, I mean that's probably our impressions of the campaign so far. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll come back and circle back once we've finished it or which, whatever. Which
1: apparently is not. I mean, I. I it sounds uh, like you're
0: almost there. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Well, I know. Um, I mean, I'm like two hours in, I think, and I yeah, know that like it's like, that, five, it's or like five and a half hours. Uh, which so is it's, insane. It's a. It sounds like it's about half the length of every other Gears campaign. Because the other Gears campaigns were pretty long. For a shooter, yeah, they're really long. Like, you know, you would get your money's worth
0: out of the campaign. And then you know, a lot of times you go back and play it again yeah. in co-op.
1: And... Too long in places. Gears 2. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is probably still my least favorite. Really? Gears 2 is your least favorite? Campaign-wise, yeah. Uh, wow. Interesting. Oh well, yeah, I might agree with that, actually.
0: Yeah, I guess I would agree with that. <laughs> hmm. I just assumed it's like the third one. The you know the third to me the third is probably the best. Revelations is the worst, really. But I don't count that as no, part no, of the mo, canon. That's, that's
1: not. Revelations, I was just saying, like Revelations, have you realized that? Oh, Judgment, is, judgment the, is was the, the offshoot or whatever. I I have that and I never played it. I think a lot of people would agree with that, yeah. even though I really like Baird. Yeah, I just never. I didn't. I felt like it, I felt like the story was told. Ten hours is too short, by the way, or five hours is too short for a campaign. I think so. Yeah, for a game that's been in development this long. I mean, it's got super robust multiplayer stuff, you know, both horde and competitive. But like, I think I think you could do more uh, with that. Speaking of doing more, let's switch gears to the multiplayer.
0: Gears, yeah. Uh, I'm not enjoying the multiplayer at all. I, look, I got in late. A lot of people have been playing it for a week. I think the matchmaking sucks. I've been thrown to the wolves like right out of the gate. Like I'm playing with people who are level like fifty, and I'm level. I was level one. I was just mm. starting. The <laughs> and it's been a while since I've played Gears multiplayer, and so I am. I was a little rusty when I first started, but now I've pretty much got back up to speed with it. And I'm just getting annihilated. Like to the po- it's just not even fun. It's like I feel like I have like no chance whatsoever. Like. I'm just totally screwed like these people are shotgun rolling me they're rolling around corners and popping up and shooting me with guns that kill you with one shot and I have this little like machine gun like spewing bullets or whatever it's like I don't know why this footage is at half time why yeah why is
1: it slow motion
0: I don't know I don't know what happened to this footage that stinks though it probably means our horde mode footage is in the same boat then it must have been a rendering issue or something Well, now you can really see... He the
1: really f- see the de- the details. You can really see the
0: fine details <laughs> of playing Gears of War multiplayer. Our apologies for that. But um, I feel like I'm completely out of my league. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't have a chance. And matchmaking's a big part of that. And um, I was just thrown in with these players who are way better
1: than me, and... For that very reason, I basically don't intend to ever play the competitive multiplayer.
0: Yeah, and look, like, I was never great at it. Like, we used to yeah. play, like, Gears with, like... People at G four and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I'd be one of the better players. You know, at night we'd all get together and play, and I'd finish mm-hmm. at the top of the leaderboard most games. And but, man, these people are just like oh, crazy. They're
1: yeah. so freaking good. Well, the best, the best G four X G four person I think is probably Dems, Mike Dembski, Um who was a Gears master. Like he, like well, we would go in on Gears three. I remember we went and played multi. I played multiplayer Gears three for like a week before we even I even touched the campaign because because everybody wanted to play so much. Yeah. Not so much this this time, but like I think that might be a function of not having Xbox Ones more than anything else. But um, he was on another level. Like he, I mean, like I never he he understood how to do stuff with the shotgun in that game that I will never understand because I don't like using shotguns. Yeah. Um, but like he was he would carry the team on a day. Yeah, and if you are good at that game, like it's it's almost instinctive, I guess, because like. I don't have whatever it takes in the brain to grasp how to be good at that game on the level that, that these crazy shotgun roller dudes are because it's just not I can't, I can't. Oh, I'm just like a sheep running around a bunch of wolves.
0: <laughs> and after a while they start to figure it out and mm. they're like, "Oh, well, Dinfire sucks." And they just swarm all over me <laughs> like they see me and they're just like, "Oh, there's an easy kill." And they just come after me. It was it was awful. Like and then you know, I've played Pretty much every Gears, I've been playing this series for ten years, and I think about people who may have maybe bought this game for like the first ever Gears experience. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I don't know. I don't well, know because it like, was also it's
1: like there was no adjustment period because yeah. it's the same game.
0: It could also maybe be that like as the audience has shrunk for this game, that what's left it, they're just really good freaking yeah. players. Like you know the people oh, yeah. who are really good at it, are the ones who stuck with it.
1: It does sometimes make it look like it, you know if I don't know if they can do like a. Custom match thing or whatever, but it's like, wouldn't would it be interesting for one one week? There are no shotguns yeah. in Gears Multiplayer. See how yeah. you do.
0: That would be it's nice, a- yeah, because they're one hit kills. Like they oh, roll yeah. and like even when I have the shotgun and I aim
1: and hit them right in the neck and head, they shrug it right off. Well, you're aiming. That's the best mistake. You got you got to roll poof, like you got to know where it is. But they just shoot. They just blow your head right yeah. off. It- but if you watch someone playing like on a stream or something that's good at doing that, they're not aiming. They just know where where to shoot. Like it's amazing.
0: It really is. I just don't have that much time to dedicate to one game anymore, and mm-hmm. therefore it just it just made it frustrating and not fun for me. On the flip side, Horde,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Horde 3.0, because the first game did not have Horde mode. So I guess they're calling this 3.0. Is that right? What? The first game didn't have horde mode. No, no, it didn't. Yeah, the same, it yeah, came, so it was came a in horde into
1: 2.0 and 3 and then 3.0 yeah, and, and I don't think Judgment had uh, anything big enough to call it. Maybe it was 2.2. 2. I'm
0: completely perplexed by what happened to this footage, by the way. Weird. It is so weird. It was recorded at 30 frames per second and then rendered out at 30 frames per second. And somehow, I don't know. It's really bizarre. It'll be interesting to see if the same thing happens with our Call of Duty footage. I don't hmm. know what's going on. That's weird. Yeah, it is but, really bizarre.
1: But yeah, you can, really, you see can. <laughs> the, you really see the animation
0: detail. Well, the weird part there is okay, it went full speed there for a second. And then it <laughs> oh, started there it goes. going slow. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with this. It's really bizarre.
1: That's never happened before.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But uh, so Horde Mode, it's so slow I can sit here and just explain to you how it all works. So basically it starts, you have that that crate, which is basically... A fabricator that allows you to build turrets and... Yeah, that's
1: what you're stealing from the, the city in the Act 1. Oh,
0: the fabricator. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So you start, you can move the fabricator wherever you want and position it. And you can position it throughout the round as well. You can move it at will anytime you want to. And uh, basically how it works is, you know, obviously just like every other horde mode, the waves of enemies come at you. And as you kill an enemy, they drop like credits. And mm-hmm. when they drop the credit, you pick it up, and you can take it back to the fabricator and cash it in, and you use that to build the armaments. I haven't gotten past, like, the 11th or 12th wave. The boss waves in this are insane. Like, the one with, like, a, a Brumac, except it's called, like, a Swarmac. Because, mm-hmm. obviously... Because <laughs> it's, it's totally, because totally obvious, different. Because, <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's called a Swarmac. And... It was like a swarm mac, and it you know, we had gotten to that wave with no problem. I think I had died twice, like up to that wave, and then we could never beat the boss wave. We tried it like twenty or thirty times in a row. That was the farthest I ever got with like a team. And uh so as you go, you you, you drop enemies, you take the tokens back, and then you build what you build armaments like, and you can see right there, like you have strips that'll slow them down, you have decoys, you have like a, a turret, like a flak turret, you have a turret that will like um slow people down, and you have a turret that will also... that you can actually control yourself. The turrets are way too easy for the enemies to defeat. It sucks. It'll take, like, three waves to get enough credits to build a turret, and you lay the turret down, and then, like, within five enemies, they've destroyed the turret. So, I don't know if the economy is working out too good in the Horde mode. But otherwise, it's pretty, again, it's pretty much the same thing that we played before. Like, Mm -hmm. I struggle really to find many differences other than the fact that you get to use, like, the new weapons that that are in the rest of the game. um, And you get to fight the new enemies that are in the rest of the game. But otherwise, and that actually does add a little bit to it because some of the enemies are pretty nimble. Um, there's the, you know, the enemy that was at the end Of the very first gameplay demo that they showed That thing yeah. with the tail and the tongue <laughs> like, They're a part of it and like, they're really nimble And they'll jump all over the environment And will go up high and down low So you're not just always shooting like, right at head level or whatever um, But otherwise It's pretty much just the same thing man It's just you And three friends taking on Wave after wave of enemies I know people are kind of all over it To mm-hmm. me it's just the same thing All over again I don't really understand yeah, I mean, I why. If, you're out, if it ain't broke, I guess. But, uh, And I think, honestly, that's kind of the theme for this whole freaking game. Yeah. Is if
1: it's not broke, don't fix it. Just make the texture resolution higher.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of Gears of War 4 in a nutshell. There's really not that much about it that separates it from the last three
1: games. There's certainly not much that separates it from Gears of War 3. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's basically like, if, do you like Gears of War? Here's Gears of War, but way prettier.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like comfort food video
1: game, yeah. I guess is the yeah. best
0: way to put it. Um, and look, it does mac still... mac and
1: cheese of shooters.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it kind of went on a curve. You know, Gears 1 sold pretty well. Yeah. Gears 2 sold exceptionally Amazing. well. Started coming down the mountain there at Gears 3. And so, you know, it still does have a big audience. It doesn't have the audience that it once did. But, uh... I think it'll satisfy fans of Gears of War, and a lot of times fans of particular franchises aren't really interested in big changes anyway. Yeah. They're like,
1: just give me this game again. But it's very interesting to see kind of, you know... I I think parallels will be drawn between Gears 4 and God of War 4, whereas God of War is going completely different direction with it. Um, And it actually looks more like Gears. Yeah, it (laughs) it does a little little bit. bit, yeah. But, um... You know, there's two different ways you can go with this stuff and they took the polar opposite of, you know polar opposite attack strategies basically yeah uh, and it's gonna be interesting to see which one pays off better i mean I, I judging by my friend's list it looks like this thing's selling pretty well um yeah it, it seems like there's a lot of people on my list that are yeah. playing it and like there have definitely been uh games that have come out uh on on the bone that uh did I cannot say that about oh no, for They're sure uh, yeah, so, yeah. So you know, because that doesn't really happen much anymore. Actually, like,
0: Forza Horizon Three's been that way for me too. Yeah, there were a lot of I Forza. I see a lot players. of people, I
1: still see a lot of people playing it. Yeah, um, but so it's been good for Microsoft in that, and you know, this this quarter for sure. Um, but again, like you know, there used to be the the nights when like the big games would come out and you go, you know, you turn on the 360 and like everyone, you know, I hundred, you know, your hundred friend limit, and I had like when the Gears games would come out, it would be like fifty of the hundred were playing. Oh, Gears. at least yeah, and, or Halo, Halo yeah. as well. Um, and I haven't seen that much this generation on either platform. You're right, really. Yeah. Uh, but Gears and Forza, there have been a lot of people playing. You know, the last time I saw that many people playing the same game on any friends list, I think this generation was Destiny. Yeah. So uh, I'd be interested. I'll be interested to see what the sales look like. Yeah. So you drew the parallel to
0: Halo Four earlier, Mm-hmm. kind of showing this game in a positive light compared to Halo Four. But I would actually contend that this game is still very similar to Halo Four. Hmm. It's it plays it. Well, safe. I more.
1: I, I think I meant that more in the in terms in narrative terms in terms yeah. of how they were treating the, the, the world building and the and the and the way the narrative continues C- because you know they both involve a jump from the kind of the conclusion of the trilogy. Yeah, I think Gears of, Gears of War four makes that transition much better than Halo four did. Um, but term- this still gives me that same kind of vibe. Like, it's just well, I think Halo Four changed more in terms of what you were, how you were fighting, and what you were fighting. I think Halo Four made a lot of mistakes in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the Prometheans are not fun to fight in any way, shape, or form. At least the swarm and the new, the robot enemy so far aren't worse. Well, well they, yeah, they aren't worse. <laughs> they're, exactly. They're they're they're, they're what you've the best done thing before. We can say it's not worse. Yeah, they're what you've done before, but at least it wasn't making me sitting there like Halo Four, be like, man, I wish I could fight some elites for a change. You
0: yeah. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm enjoying my time with it. Not exceptionally though. Like I find myself like wanting to play other stuff
1: while I'm playing it. Yeah, I mean it's it to be I mean, I played the campaign a couple of times. Uh it's a five hour campaign and I still haven't finished it a week later. I mean what does that say? Yeah. You know, I haven't gone back to it. I've I've had VR stuff to play. I've had I was playing Mafia Three. Uh you know, I I was tempted away by other things. Um And I haven't really. Of course, the other thing is like when I go to play a game on my PC, I look at my Steam list, and this is not on my Steam list. It's on my Xbox app that I try to keep closed because it's annoying. Um, But I'll probably, you know, tonight maybe I'll go back and play it again. I
0: think if I had to sum it up in one sentence, solid but unspectacular.
1: Yeah, (laughs) visually
0: stunning. And I said the same thing about Halo Four: solid but unspectacular. That's how I feel. What is up with this fly, a fly attacking on here? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Flies are big. I've never
0: Gears. seen an insect in here before. <laughs> Fly's a big Gears fan,
1: apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. So, all right, let's move on. Next, we're going to talk about, and hopefully the footage for this isn't totally borked. It's good. You already you already checked it out. That's good to hear. <laughs> I don't know what happened with Gears. What is up with that? It's uh, really bizarre.
1: We in 30? Yeah. Well, because the, the multiplayer runs at 60. It does. So maybe it was some kind of. Habsy problem. Really bizarre. Sorry about
0: that again, people. But um, next we're going to talk about the Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare multiplayer beta. Uh, If you guys have been on the site the last couple days, we gave away a bunch of codes. All the codes are gone, by the way. Uh, We've taken down the promotion for it, and the thread has been unstickied, so you guys won't try and get a code. Uh, But yeah, we did a little contest. People explained to us why they thought they deserved a code, and we sent one to them. So if you're watching this and you haven't been on the site, it's in your inbox right now. The code should be. So... I've been playing this pretty much all day today, <clears throat> and if you've watched Game Face, you know that Matt and I are both really excited for Infinite mm-hmm. Warfare, which is something we haven't really been able to say about Call of Duty for a while. Of course, that hype was all based on promo. Right. It's the first chance we've actually had to play and, and
1: honestly, 98% of my hype is based on campaign.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what, the, what they've shown in the campaign has looked really freaking awesome. But now we're playing multiplayer, so... Man, well, you are. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got a chance to play it
1: yet. I got because I got the. I put my code in. I downloaded it yesterday, and then I tried to play it, and it wouldn't work. I guess it was a PSN issue. Uh, and then I tried again later later last night, and it still wouldn't work. And then today I spent all day, you know, playing all the VR stuff I hadn't gotten to yet. Uh, in preparation for the show, so I have not played this at all. Although uh, all my spare codes apparently did go to Sifters, so uh, yeah, yeah Matt at least, at least, somebody, at least somebody is getting use out of it.
0: Yep, yep. So we got some codes, and Matt, Matt actually had a few leftovers. I don't know where you got your codes from, but he had a few leftovers, and uh, he gave them to us to give to you guys. So we ended up being able to give away more than we initially thought we'd be able to, which is awesome. So thank you, Matt, for that. mm mm-hmm. But I've been playing this all day today. One of these
1: days I'll do something similar to get rid of all my extra Humble Bundle codes.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of those.
0: I have codes laying all over the place. I should probably just should give them away to Sifters or put them in a thread on our forums or something. But uh, So I played this pretty much the better part of the day today. People were already... It's insane, dude. People were already, like, like, level 20. Mm. It's only been available for, like, 24 hours. <laughs> like... It's unreal. Like, some of these people literally have not stopped playing since it came out. And uh, and it was another case where the matchmaking probably could have been better. I'm level one, playing against guys who have almost reached the level cap already for the beta. Um, What is the level cap? I don't even know what it is, to be Mm. honest with you, but I'm assuming that they've got to be right there. Um,
1: (laughs) Whatever that guy who killed me is, that's the level cap. (laughs) Over and over again.
0: Yeah, this actually isn't the footage of me playing. This is like a multiplayer trailer or whatever, but... I have fared far better at this than I did at Gears, by the way. Like, I was actually competitive at this. I was finishing around, like, one-to-one. Yeah, I don't think I would I will do any better. Yeah. Frankly.
1: Um, I mean, the other problem, you, too, You is, at least have some, like, gear-to-gear experience with this game.
0: The other problem, too, is when you're capturing, it's, uh... You're going through right. all these wires. Yeah, the and all so, through yeah. And it matters in this game, man. Like, in every Call of Duty, like, every ten milliseconds makes a difference in your gameplay. So I've been playing through all this capture equipment, which... You, lose a, you get a lot of lag in, instituted that way. But, uh, you know, honestly, Matt, I feel like this multiplayer, it, I'm, and maybe I'm not deep enough yet to where I'm getting a lot of the good like, score streaks or the perks and whatnot. Most of the perks I have right now are perks that I've had in prior games, like Hardline and things like that. Um, so maybe I just haven't unlocked enough of it yet. But my initial impressions after playing this for a day is that it really isn't all that different from Black Ops 3. Um, it's kind of a combination between Infinite Warfare and Black Ops 3. Because it has like that futuristic bent to it, but it kind of has the gameplay of Black Ops 3. Um, Infinite Warfare, if you remember, had like the crazy jetpacks, which I freaking love. Advanced Warfare? Advanced Warfare, right. Yeah. I can't. All these names are just starting Warfare, to... Warfare, Warfare. It's all Warfare. blurring together, yeah. Fair War. Had the jetpack, which really changed things drastically, I thought. But for this, like they've kind of gone back and pulled it back a little mm-hmm. bit and just kind of fell in line with blackout 3 you still have the, wall the beginning running. makes
1: like the big deal out of the rigs thing but like it doesn't seem to actually be all that different from you know it means obviously there is their class system but like the the characters don't seem to fight like they've got mech suits on really i don't get that vibe from it at all like no. the the
0: rig that i chose was just a typical assault rig and basically what it does is it gives you this almost like um crossbow weapon,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's a machine gun.
1: Oh, is that that thing that goes like... Yeah, and it opens yeah. up and yeah. then
0: it shoots... It basically is like, you don't even have to aim and it'll kill enemies. It's kind of like a score streak for people who suck, I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. I mean, it's basically what the rigs do. Mm. is It gives you some crazy ability that you don't have to actually earn per se. Like, you don't have to kill like 20 guys in a row to get this special mm. thing to happen. Um... But otherwise, it plays like almost identically. Like you have the double jump, you have the wall run, you have the slide. Um, so that's the traversal that you have, which is nothing innovative or nothing new. It does play pretty quick, um, which has kind of been the trademark of the series now for mm. the last few entries. Um, it's kind of futuristic. You're fighting robots a lot of the time. I mean, other people play as robots, it's like a character class that mm. you can select and play as. But it doesn't feel like futuristic the way. Advanced Warfare did um, that game to me felt like it was set in the future. This one feels like it's set in present day with crazy mech suits that you strap on. Mm. Um, what else can I say? The modes that are in this are all pretty, pretty basic. There's like team deathmatch. I think kill confirmed is in there. Mm-hmm. Domination, and then there's like a a roving domination where you have to like you can capture like a drone and upload information to it, and you have to protect the drone while you're uploading the information. It's all just permutations and combinations of capture and hold, basically. So there aren't really any unique modes in it yet. Um, There aren't that many maps. In fact, I played probably the same map 80% of the time, um, which is good in some ways because I managed to learn the map, because that's a big part of Call of Duty is knowing the Mm -hmm. map and knowing where people will come from and where the funnels are. So... Um, my first couple matches, I got annihilated. I never. I think I died like twelve times and only saw the person that killed me like twice. <laughs> because when you know the maps, like you right. know where to sit and you know where people are gonna run, and people would just sit in windows and just wait for the cattle to go through the shoot <laughs> and just wipe everybody out. Um, am I having fun with it? Yeah, I guess. Um, leveling up seems pretty quick. Like. I think I hit level four after like three matches or something like that. Like, so it's not like you're slogging through like leveling up and getting new perks and weapons and attachments and things like that. But going back to what you're saying about the rigs, like you're right. Like the rig kind of gives you like a unique ability, but otherwise you still use like the pick ten system, Mm -hmm. where you can completely customize your loadout. Like I don't even roll with with a sidearm or a secondary weapon at all. Like I just get rid of it, and therefore I don't need any attachments for it, and that gives me more attachments for my primary weapon. Gives me more perks and things like that to assign. Maybe I want to use an extra like deplor- deployable or something like that. Deplorable. <laughs> extra deployable. <laughs> <laughs> an extra de- de- deployable. Um, a lot of the kill streaks or the score streaks, I guess, as they're called now, are, are the ones that I've seen so far. Have just been like altered versions of the same stuff mm-hmm. that you've seen before. Call a drone instead of a Black Hawk. Pretty much, everything. yeah. And you know, it's like a spaceship instead of a helicopter, but right. they, it basically does like the same thing. I mean, overall, I guess I would say I'm kind of disappointed with it, to be honest. Like, I really had high hopes for this. You know, there's no... The grapple hook could have made a huge difference in this. It's not in the multiplayer, at least not mm-hmm. what I've seen of it so far. Um, I haven't really seen any zero-gravity stuff yet, either. And that
1: would be the worst thing to put behind, like, the max level cap. Yeah. Like, everyone who's max level gets grappling hooks. Oh, the, yeah. It's like, come on, yeah, yeah.
0: people. I haven't seen any zero-gravity stuff... Other than there's one map where when somebody dies, mm. then they go into yeah, zero-g, nice. they'll start floating away, which is really weird, and if you're the person that dies, it's really bizarre, because it, like, I'm mean, not explaining it, it's like, all of a sudden you're seeing the screen, and then the screen just starts going, like, really slowly, like, yeah. sideways, you're like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, I'm dead, and then it'll show, the, like, the replay of mm. you getting killed or whatever. But I haven't actually fought, like, real-time in
1: any zero-G stuff. It's it's cool how your suit's artificial gravity knows when you're dead.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're done. How does that work? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I was really excited to play this. And uh, now that i played it, like, I don't really... I thought, you know, I would end up playing it all weekend. Once I Mm -hmm. booted it up today, I'm like, oh, well, my weekend's done. Once I get done with Game Face tonight, I'll play all night. Then I'll play all day tomorrow in between watching football. And that's one of the things where the Xbox One is amazing. You, know, you can play a game and snap the football game mm-hmm. like right up in the corner if you want to. But now I'm just like, now I'm like, I should probably play Gears and finish it for the like, <laughs> <get a> game <laughs> val. Like I should probably go back and play it. Like I'll be interested to see everyone else's take uh, to see if everyone else kind of feels the same way as I do. But it just is not sort of that
1: next step forward. There's mm-hmm. no real revelations in it. I'm not. I see. I don't know what to expect with it because you haven't I, played the last couple. I have, yeah, right? the last. The last. Call of Duty multiplayer I played to any extent was... I mean, to any serious extent was Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Last one I played period uh, multiplayer for any length of time was uh, Modern Warfare 3. So it's been literally years since I played a a Call of Duty Oh, then
0: you're going to find all kinds of new stuff then.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, I should have
0: sort of qualified my statements by saying, you know, this is from the perspective of someone who has played every Call of Mm. Duty every year. And some I play more than others... Black Ops 3, that's the least I've ever played a Treyarch Call of Duty. Black Ops 2, I probably played the most of any Call of Duty in my entire life. Um, and a big part of that was that I was really good at it. For whatever reason, it was just one of the Call of Duties that I just dominated at, which I can never understand why one year I can be really good, and the next year I'll hover around like a little above like one for my KD. Like I don't know what it is. Um, Advanced Warfare I was really good at, too. I don't know why maybe the jetpack from playing all those years of tribes helped me. I, don't, I have no idea. It's completely perplexing to me why that would be the case. But um, this one is another one where I'm hovering around like the one, slightly above one, like 1.2, 1.1. I generally finish with as many kills as deaths. Um, the maps are small. The maps so far that I've played are really small, really claustrophobic. There's lots of height to them, lots of windows for people to peek out of and shoot you from, Um, but they don't go that high. It's not like uh, Titanfall High, where you're Mm. 100 yards off the ground with a sniper rifle, like, picking people off as they run underneath the building. Um, It's only like two, I think, actually, the third floor was the highest I saw on any of the maps for this. Um, But, you know, I think maybe my expectations got out of control. Mm. I think I just got more excited for this than I should have.
1: Did you play? Uh, did you play the remastered Modern Warfare at all? I have not played that yet. No, I played a couple of levels of that. Yeah, that, that, for pre-orders, I think you got that, uh, the fourth or something like that, yeah. the ninth. Um, I played a little bit of that. What do you think, Modern Warfare? Yeah, it's like, like you can tell it looks better, but at the same time, it's like that game always looked pretty good. It did anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. It's also the funny thing is like to play it now, and you're like this is so slow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it like, moves really slow. Like, it's, just, it's
1: just a campaign. You can't play multiplayer on it. It's just a campaign. Right. But even playing the campaign, I was like, wow, this is so slow. And there's also a, a part at the beginning I, I never thought about this. I never noticed this. It just kind of shows how far you you know games keep moving into that hold-your-hand direction. But at the very beginning um you you know you do the 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 shooting range test and then it's like okay go see captain price or you can go you know or the objective is like optionally you can go do the obstacle course or whatever. and it t- doesn't show you where the obstacle course or whether the grenade where the grenade range is you have to go fi- you have to realize that that's to your left as you're running to the other and it's like the idea that a game now would not point out exactly where Oh every no there'd be thing a is. waypoint of that oh, yeah. like Go this way, and I'm like, look at that. Even the game that a lot of people blame for the dumbing down of gaming, right. as we know it, wasn't that dumb. Yeah, really As it, it is, na- you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's it was uh, just a moment. Where I'm like, and I, of course, I was the idiot. Since so like, where are the grenades? I don't know where the grenades, man. <laughs> where are we supposed to go? I don't know what I'm looking at. What the oh,
0: we're spoiled now. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You just assume it's going to show you how to get there. Yeah. that's just the way games. Work it reminded, it
1: was it reminded me of putting in the the Team Eco Remaster Collection for the first time. I'm booting up Eco, and like you 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 know you pop out of the at a little, like, metal coffin thing he's in, and I'm like, what, you're not going to tell me what X does? Like, what's, like, what do I, oh, I just have to press the buttons and find out that that's what Jump is? Wow, what, what a crazy time. What a world, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see how how far even from that point, I mean, that's 2007. Yeah. You know, in nine years we've come to this point where nothing happens without help. That was the first
0: up. HD console game that blew my mind.
1: I was pretty blown away by Call of Duty 2. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, as in terms of because I still remember going because I I don't remember why it happened, but for whatever reason, everybody was reviewing everything for the 360 launch, and I ended up getting assigned to go to uh, Infinity Ward in the Valley, and you go play the game, go play Call of Duty two and review it like your cat and capture footage and do the whole thing because it, it was we did that big live uh, 360 launch event that that year, and. um I remember getting sent to do that, and I remember driving there thinking, like, man, I don't want to play another World War II shooter. I'm going to have to sit there all day and play it, and I'm going to have to. Da, da, da. And I sat down, and I like, okay, here you go. And I sat down and started to play it. I'm like, holy shit. Like, it was so far beyond anything I had expected, even having played Call of Duty 1, yeah. that I was like not ready for it. I remember. But uh, yeah. oh, wait,
0: wasn't that on PC, though, that event? I think mm. I was there. Was it in that big hangar?
1: No. No, this was. I, this Up in, was in the not, Presidio? That was Battlefield, I think. Was it? Call of Duty Two was not an event. I was literally, it was me going to Infinity War's office to review it. Period. With a little recorder thing, and um, I played it for like three hours, and we broke for I broke for lunch, and I sat. I remember sitting down at the lunch, and they're like, "So, what do you think?" And I was like, "I I didn't know what to say. I was so not ready for the game to be look that good and play that well and be that cool." Because I, I you know, I thought I was over the World War II shooter, and there it was. And then Modern Warfare was the same thing all over again. Yeah, Modern Warfare, when I went to
0: see it for the first time at Activision in this big theater, I remember the the first scene where he goes into this room and there's dust mm-hmm. swirling mm-hmm. through the light. And I was like, holy oh,
1: yeah. crap. The other thing I remember... Like, literally, it blew my mind. My jaw I, went, ah.
0: Well, the
1: other thing I remember about the Infinity Ward, because I did the same thing for Modern Warfare. I went to Infinity Ward, played it there, and, and reviewed it. And uh, I, I remember at lunch for Call of Duty 2, they're like, do you like it? Is it good? Like, do you think it's good? Like, what about this? Do you think this is good or that's good? And I'm like, yeah. And then when I, for Modern Warfare 1, when I sat down to lunch, I sat down and they're all like, pretty fucking awesome, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, They knew. Like, they knew they had it with Modern yeah. Warfare. They knew they had it.
0: Well, I remember when they showed it to me, and it, there was only like 10 or 14 of us in the room at that time. And I remember I was sitting next to Jeff Keeley. And there's prob- they showed us like a 14 minute demo or something like that
1: and I know we looked at each other at least mm-hmm. eight times like this like it looks like this yeah like well, this you're, I mean every, it's it's a it's a crime that they didn't have better miking of the crowd for and they should they still don't mic the crowd well yeah. enough at E3 press conferences yeah. but that 2007 Microsoft press conference at the at the at San Monica High School the big open auditorium yeah. And it was the beginning of the ghillie suit thing. Right. And they stood up out of the, out of the grass uh, and the whole audience just gasped. Yeah. Like yeah. no one <laughs> saw that come. And you, if you watch it on video, like you don't hear that to the yeah. degree it was in person. Like in right. person, the whole, a thousand people all went, oh, <gasps> like at once. It was like, it was, you know, it wasn't people freaking out that Zelda was shown on, in 2004, but right, it, right. it was, it was one of the best reactions I've seen from a crowd at one of those press conferences and like you forget how different that was then. Yeah. And now it's just like oh look it's a f- it's a thing that if like my mom walked by she'd think I was watching a live action sports show and no one gives a shit, you know. Yeah. Well, back on Infinite Warfare, uh,
0: if you guys did not get a beta code, maybe you should be comforted by my <laughs> impressions yeah, I'm of it Yeah, I'm kind of so
1: starting far. to feel like maybe I should just wait and, and play it uh, when it comes out so I don't spoil myself a little bit. Yeah. Because I, mean, I have done that where i just like, oh, I don't play it much in the retail because I've already played the beta to hell and back. One thing I would say, though, is if you've not played the last few games... Playing might, the might
0: beta a... would get you up to speed with the traversal all the and all the yeah. changes that have happened over the last few, few That's a good uh,
1: point. installments. I've but... already downloaded the 18 gigs, so I might as well do it.
0: Well, I know a lot of people that we gave the codes to, I kind of erred on the side of people who were like, oh, I haven't played a Call of Duty in a while, and I want to see if this is for me, because people who are fans of Call of Duty, they're sold already. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this beta, you know, is as bad as they want to play it because they're fans. It's not going to help them decide whether they want to buy it or not. And a lot of the people who posted in the thread for the beta codes were like, I haven't played the last few, and I'm trying to figure out whether I want to buy this thing or not. And so I tried to give the codes to those kind of people because I thought it would be the most help to them. Um, because it has changed. I mean, if you have not played the last few, it's changed a lot since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are probably people that are going to watch this and say, what the hell is Shane talking about? But I'm guessing that they have not been playing and keeping up with the series year after year. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping those people are having fun. And it's not that it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the just, same. You've done it. Yeah, I feel like I've been there and I've done that. It's new maps. It runs at 60 frames per second, just like every other Call of Duty does at this point. Um, it runs really well. It looks pretty sharp. Um, I like the color palette in the game, um, but otherwise, it's pretty unremarkable. I guess mm-hmm. is the best way I could put it. So. We'll see again this is just the beta and we're just getting a taste of the maps and, and look maps are a big deal in a shooter maps can make or break a shooter and I've only been playing it for a day and so I haven't unlocked a lot of the perks a lot of the score streaks and things like that but I, I have a feeling a lot of people on their first day of getting this game are gonna say the same thing I did and mm. that it's you know
1: it's and maybe my,
0: maybe my opinion will change as I play mm. it if I do keep playing the, the beta maybe it'll change but at first blush, that's kind of how I feel about Infinite Warfare. So,
1: have you seen like so? I've I haven't read too much online about it, but I've seen people like just basically saying it's horrible. Do you know why that's happening? Well, I think yesterday they were having huge problems with
0: matchmaking. Like, and that's one thing I would say is even today. One one of the Call of Duty developers, I can't remember if it was Treyarch or whatever. I was talking to them one time after we had a couple beers, and they said, "Do you want to know what the trick to making Call of Duty multiplayer so popular is. And, you know, I thought I knew already what that was. And I was like, I'll humor you. Yeah, mm. tell me. He's like... Oh, I rem- yeah, you t- I remember this story, He's yeah. like, don't let people sit there after the match. Get the next match going as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. Like, don't even give somebody enough time to ponder whether they should stop playing the game. And they felt like that that was, like, one of the tent poles of the Call of Duty franchise. And then the more I started thinking about it... Yeah, I think that's Like, right. I, it never got out of my mind. Like, every time yeah. I play Call of Duty now, I'm like... You see, I, I think about it. I'm like, oh, I, my interest is starting to wait. I'm starting to get to... It. And then it kicks Did off. It, oh, you're in. And yeah. you're in.
1: And, like... I have quit so many nights of Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. Because it takes so long from match to match. Yeah, and it's like
0: you sit there for 45 seconds. You start to doze off. You're like, ah, oh, screw this. Yeah. And you're
1: just like, yeah, I'm
0: out. And I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you turn everything off and you leave. Call of Duty's been really good about that. This game is not like that. It takes, like, first of all, they give a minute in between matches where there's, like, a countdown of a minute. But it also takes much longer to, like, load the game in and get the game started. Uh, Once you get in the game, it's, like, a 15-second countdown once you're spawned into the game before the game, like, starts. Like, that's a tenet of Call of Duty. I mean, there should be, like, a master bible for Call of Duty at Activision where they're like, look, we'll give you leeway to do some stuff. But these are things that you have to do, and it's missed that. Like somehow it takes forever, and it took a long time to find a game. I found that in Gears
1: 2, though. Gears Four, man, multiplayer matches took forever to find. Uh, people in the chat were saying like that you watch a guy wait for like three minutes to three like, minutes. To, I had to, to get wait a game. three
0: minutes. Yeah, and it's like, and then the, the crappy part for me was I get into a game. Because the matchmaking completely blows. They put me in a game with all these overmatched people, and I'd want to get out. But then I'd be like, "But then I got to sit Go there for three for, minutes yeah. again to get." And it consistently was like that—three minutes every freaking time. Like they need to fix that, man. That's really bad. That's like the anti-Call hmm. of Duty. And maybe that's why Gears over time is faded, while Call of Duty has maintained—you know—it's sort of its hmm. dominance. So. Obviously, there's a lot more to play of Infinite mm. Warfare. I've just scratched the surface, even of the beta, in all honesty. I will be interested to see what everyone else thinks and see if they're kind of thinking the same thing I am. But uh, so far, solid but unspectacular. Again, yeah. another one of those games. So we'll see.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not like Gears, where I have the whole game now. Right. And I'm experiencing everything. Well, it's only a it's couple weeks. Cool. It is, yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. They already rolled out like a new mode today in the beta. For Infinite Warfare,
2: mm.
0: uh, they added like one today, and I think they're adding another one tomorrow. So they are rolling out like new stuff every
1: day, which is cool. That'll get people mm. to come back. It'll get me to come back probably. So, cool. we'll see. Let's move on. Gonna- I don't want to. I do want to address Dragon Slayer ninety one, who was seemed to be amazed at the idea of a high, press conference at a high school. E mm. um, three two thousand seven was the weird E three that took place in Santa Monica across yep. a bunch of like high schools or, or across a bunch of hotels and stuff. Uh, and the Microsoft press conference that year was at the Santa Monica High School like open air. Coliseum football stadium, yeah. um, which you wouldn't know it was a high school by looking at it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. How it's many huge. people go
0: to football games at that
1: high school? Apparently That's more crazy. than we would think. But um, no, that, Yeah, so that year, that press conference was in the football stadium of Santa Monica High School.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Virginia.
1: Yes, Virginia, there is a game eval.
0: This is the... Yeah. This is, uh, the first silent video game I've ever played. Oh, yeah? Other than, like, back in the
1: day before they had voice acting in games. (laughs) i I played a silent video game by accident today. How is that? Uh, We'll get to it in the PlayStation VR segment. All right. But it's a a bad glitch in Until Dawn.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, this is the first game I've ever played that was designed to be silent. Like, this isn't a glitch. This is the game Mm. was constructed from the beginning to have no spoken dialogue whatsoever. Um... It's interesting. I will say at first it's kind of unsettling because it's you're just, I think we're just so conditioned to have characters talking in games mm-hmm. that you're just like, wait a minute and it, You know, if you didn't know that the game was designed this way, and sadly you know, I try to go into evaluating games with knowing as little as possible about them, but sadly I didn't know about no dialogue before I started this so it wasn't that unsettling to me because I knew it was there. Still, it was weird it felt like there was something missing at first um somebody who knows nothing about this game will probably think there's something wrong with the game <laughs> at first in fact there's a, there's other things in this game that will make you think there's something wrong with the game like it does these jump cuts throughout the whole game where you 're just walking down a hallway and then it just cuts and you 're in a cave
2: <laughs>
0: or and then you spend like twenty seconds in the cave and then it oh, cuts was, yeah, yeah this is what it does like the the first hour of this game i was like oh my god who thought this was a good idea i mean look this game has been called like the twin peaks of video games and it is like you can tell that whoever Mm. made this game is a huge fan of twin peaks because it's everything about it screams it it's like an investigative thing with a bunch of cops in the in the country and there's a lot of similarities to it But the difference between doing jump cuts like they did with Twin Peaks and doing it in a first-person video game is the perspective. It works when everything's shot from a third-person perspective. But when you're seeing it from the perspective of somebody who's participating, it's just jarring and awkward. But I will say, though, that by the end of the game, it did not bother me as much as it did in the beginning. I don't know what that says or what that means, but for whatever reason, like... By the time I got to the end, I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. Um, I mean, to be to be completely honest, the, the comparison to Twin Peaks is very apt. Like, there's just all these non-sequitur scenes that you're just kind of shot, literally just jump cut into. Things will happen, and then you'll jump back to where you were. It's this whole mystery around a family whose young son disappears But what it really becomes about is the relationship between you, you're a rookie FBI agent, and your partner, who is more of a veteran agent. And what happens is your first case is to find this missing boy, but the day after you get your first case, your assigning officer calls you into his office and and throws a file across the desk and you look at it, and basically you have to infer that he's asking you to investigate your partner. Mm -hmm. And so, the real story in the game really isn't about finding the boy. They kind of try to pay it off pathetically at the end, like with the boy. They do kind of tie that up. But it's really about the relationship between you and your partner and what it's like to, because, you know, they build a relationship between you and your partner. Uh, There's, like, a couple scenes where you're hanging out outside of work or you're hanging out at her house. These are two women, by the way. You're both women. And there's some romantic... Which one's Virginia? Virginia. It's, it's not... A, that's not for the name. It's for where, <laughs> for where it's set. All right. But there are some romantic undertones in it where you wonder if, like, the two of them are kind of hooking up. And then there's scenes where they're, like, drinking together. Like I said. So the game does its best to make you care about your partner to create sort of this inner turmoil with the player where you're questioning whether you want to investigate them or not. And sadly, this is an adventure game where there is no choice you can't decide whether you want to betray your partner and and turn your partner in or anything like that. It's completely linear. In fact, it you know I've said this before that walking I've I have a problem calling walking simulators games. This one in particular. I mean, the interaction it almost feels like they were working on like a short film or an animated short or something like that, and they watched it and were like, oh. This will never fly as a short film or an animated short, but if we add button presses in here and there, Mm. I bet you we can sell it as a video game for twenty bucks. And actually, they sell it for ten bucks, which is good because it's only two hours long. But I've had I have a ton of issues with this game, but for whatever reason, it has stuck with me ever since I played it. And I would say, you know, I'm not a big fan of the walking simulator genre. But I would put this you right... You get
1: stuck playing a lot of them, though. I do, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of
0: times it's like I have two hours here and there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like, I have this hole to fill, and I'm like, well, I've got a
1: code yeah. laying around for this. Like, I might as well put it in, and then... I may not be able to fail, finish The Witcher 3, but I can I can get uh, Firewatch done,
0: I yeah, guarantee. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of how what it comes down to sometimes. And that, this was one of those cases. I'm like, I can play this for two hours. I can finish it. I can put up an eval value for our users mm-hmm. with very minimal minimal effort on my part. And I ended up enjoying it. Like, it has... Myriad Issues, there's no doubt about it, is only vaguely interactive, but it does tell an interesting story. It does kind of destroy everything at the end, I'll say that much. Like, mm. at the end, like, you basically just don't do anything. You can just put the controller down, and the game just kind of plays itself, and it goes literally through almost like a 30-minute montage
1: of weird crap that happens. Like, <laughs> 30 minutes, dude! How does it compare, do you, have you played Kentucky Route Zero? I've not. I've not. Mm. That's my other like Twin Peaks David Lynch. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that it's it's very similar. Touchstone in in the adventure game sort of realm, but I have kind of backed away from that, waiting for them to finish the damn thing. Uh, I thought they just did. No, they got episode five coming still. Oh, they got one more to go. Oh, gotcha. Um, But that didn't the last episode just come out of nowhere? Uh, well, sort of, but like back like, at last. There's
0: no announcement, no trailer. It's well, yeah, just but, like, but here it is.
1: Four was yeah, but last November they said, "Oh, it's almost done. Here it goes," and then it came out like almost a year later. A year, almost a year later. <laughs> That's crazy. It's been years since that game came out. Yeah. For the first episode of that game, and it's, it's actually look, Kentucky Route Zero. I only played the first two episodes until I decided, like, you know, I'm just gonna wait until you're done. You know. Yeah. But. Um, this is not episodic. This no, is one and done. This is one the thing. Way. But it's just like that, but that, it's very magical, realist, David Lynch, Twin Peaksy kind of thing. Um, not in the same way. Virginia seems more on the nose in terms of setting and sort of like the FBI connection and all that. But there's
0: even like a bar scene where there's like a lounge group playing, and I I swear that like one of the songs that they're playing is actually from Twin Peaks. Like, I don't think developers are trying to hide the inspiration for the game. Or well,
1: it's going to be more and more and more as it comes along because you know Twin Peaks is getting seasons three and four next year, so expect Twin Peaks to become prominent thing again. Pro- yeah it'll become a thing which i there are far worse things to become a thing again, oh yeah
0: just in time for but... virginia
1: 2 yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they've already started on it with the idea that
1: virginia 2 west virginia
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 or maybe let us call it west virginia instead yeah. of virginia but i uh, go back to what i was saying though you know i'm not a big fan of this genre i've called them not really games many times but I would put this game right up there with Firewatch. Like, it is kind of, in my opinion, sort of the pinnacle of the genre. Uh, the examples of the genre that people who don't typically like it will actually it will actually appeal to them, and they'll enjoy their time they spend with it. And the other part too is that like this is actually price right. A lot of these games are fifteen or twenty bucks, which to me is total robbery. Mm-hmm. The game's ten dollars. It's two hours. Five dollars an hour for entertainment. It's a matinee and a
1: That's movie. That's pretty much the going yeah. rate
0: for entertainment these yeah. days. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's such a low investment If you're even vaguely interested in these type of, these types of games I highly recommend it Like I said, it's it's stuck with me um, You know, I go to a lot of movies, play a lot of games And I spend a lot more than $10 for That when I finish the game, I never think about them again mm-hmm. And this game had me thinking about it long after I finished it Even days after I finished it So, I do recommend it If you like walking <laughs> walking simulators, just go buy it right now You're going to love it if you're someone who typically doesn't like them, and or maybe hasn't really ever tried them, and kind of want to know what they're about, I would say this is probably the one that you should use as sort of your litmus test to figure out whether or not you like them or not. If you don't enjoy this game, you will not like Walking Simulators. I can tell you that. And this is a lower investment than a lot of
1: them. So we got some. We got some. Someone in Russian, writing in, writing in Russian, talking about. How the yellow, Yellowstone Hypervolcano is going to explode. What? <laughs> the, the chat's going crazy. Awesome. awesome. Welcome. Welcome I, to I'm Game sure, Face. I'm sure there's a walking simulator about that, too. <laughs> yeah, in the is. works. And probably be made in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. So, Matt,
0: this week... I don't know if you saw it or not, but Comcast, one of the biggest internet
1: service providers. Oh, I'm familiar with Comcast. No, believe you me. Do you have Comcast? Oh no, but I worked for them for a long time. All oh, right, right. right. yeah, G four. <laughs> I have Comcast. Time Warner. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, which is now Spectrum or something? Nowadays. Yeah, Time
0: Warner Cable is now Spectrum. Which I have no which idea. When why. I
1: first moved to LA, was was the major com- competing gym to LA Fitness. Right. So yeah, I don't that's know, right. It's all going crazy. <laughs> I don't.
0: So basically what happened this week is Comcast on the East Coast started rolling out data caps to huge amounts of its customers. So it had been experimenting, I think, in Atlanta and a couple other cities with data caps. And Comcast has finally decided to roll it out across most of its subscribers on the East Coast. Um, Basically what you're getting with the plan that you have, if you're grandfathered in, to one terabyte a month. Which Mm -hmm. seems great. I mean... Seems like a lot. It is a lot, really. Yeah. Now it's a lot. Right. The problem is, is now that we're starting to get into 4K streaming, and now we're all downloading our games. You can go through a terabyte pretty quickly. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, like for us, it may not be that big a deal. But if you have a family in a house, yeah,
1: and you have that kid watching YouTube Dad, videos 24 seven, mom, three
0: kids, they're all streaming. Kids, mm. that's all they do is stream Netflix. Oh yeah. And a lot of parents stream Netflix to babysit their kids. Some of my relatives do it. They put their kids down. They put on Bubble
1: Guppies. They just run all of them, and the kid just sits there until you oh, yeah. turn it off. I've been I've been stuck in that room before. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the uh, the um, the logical uh, applications of how Bubble Guppies does not follow its own premise. <laughs> Look, they're all underwater, and there was an episode where a guy was falling over a cliff and they had to pull him up with a rope. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And there was another time when they couldn't go outside because it was raining.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though. I mean, you know the people who make that show. It's like running... Oh, they don't care. Yeah. They don't, well, they're, they're doing know. that on purpose for probably. the adults, probably.
1: <laughs> well, they're mostly just annoying me. That's yeah, yeah. But, and but, one time uh, it snowed.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's great. I love that. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> So they're rolling out all these data caps. It's one terabyte a month. I think that I, there was, I read in the comments on one of the articles about it that there was a, a, a guy who went in a road, he's like, it's me and my wife and it's my three kids. And our first month, we were at one and a half terabytes. And the way it works is it's like an overage plan for your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So every like 10 gigs you go over that terabyte, they charge you X amount of dollars, or maybe it's 100 gigs. I think it was like you go over 100 gigs, they charge you like $50 or something insane. And he said that their first month's bill with their one terabyte cap was like $350 for his internet. So let's bring this back to so it relates to games. And we are on a show called Game Face. So let's talk about how this is going to affect us as people who play video games. And we're also tech savvy people. A lot of us have cut the cord. I am right on the fringe of cutting the cord, by the way. Right there, right on the edge, man. PlayStation View has really got me right on the edge of getting rid of DirecTV. Like, it is, I mean, I can literally get all the channels I watch for $40 a month instead of 130 that I spend hmm. for DirecTV. So I feel like this is good. This is something that's going to relate to everybody. I've, I have fought cutting the cord harder than anyone, and I am finally about to break. And I feel like a lot of people are probably approaching that at this point. Does this turn everything around and send everything backwards? because you if you're a cable
1: company you sure hope it does do you hope it does or do you hope that people still keep streaming and still need your internet this in my opinion this is a last ditch effort by the cable providers to basically because Comcast is a cable provider let's not forget they want to drive you back to cable
0: yeah that's exactly what it is they are that's exactly what they're doing they're trying to get people to go back To cable, Mm -hmm. so that they stop streaming. Mm -hmm. This, with along with throttling the bandwidth of things like Netflix. Honestly, that's one thing that's kept me from cutting the cord is the fear that PlayStation View will be throttled, Mm -hmm. and I'll just be able to try to watch regular television, and I won't be able to watch it, or it'll sit there and stutter. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Like this, I think you know this. You're going to see this happen more and more uh, when Time Warner implements it. They are going to hear from me. Oh yeah. Um, I checked. No, Time Warner can't. Time Warner can nope for seven years hmm. as a
0: part of the deal that Time Warner made when they merged, when they merged and became the new company. They had to sign a deal with the government that they would not institute data caps for seven years. Mm. But you know, oh, they're going to try that. No, you know, on that day, that day, the seven-year thing is up. They're going to cap well, it.
1: Well, unless between now and then, uh, the FCC shuts that whole thing down. Because I, I don't. I think that is. Um, they are eventually. This is eventually. I mean, look, they get away with it. With mobile phone plans, right? But this is eventually. Mobile phone plans are not the same because mobile phones will always be seen as a luxury. But the internet itself is it's required to do everything now. It's a utility now. now. Utility yeah. now. So uh, eventually, some one of these companies is going to overstep their cap bounds I mean, somehow. There's already caps and going on. Already, oh, I mean, there, caps there and are, are, but I'm saying that between now and you know, I wouldn't be surprised in the next four to seven years. Uh, it you know you end up going up up on trial somehow or up against up in front of the f c c and it's going to be found to be uh tremendously anti consumer and like it's like because it, that's the thing' it's like what you don't it's have to take is you, you don't some don't have congress any... people right. to get screwed by it pretty much we can
0: write as many letters to them as we want and complain about it, but until they get screwed by it and oh, they yeah. get a five hundred dollar bill
1: when one of these Congress guys comes home you know from where wherever he is montana or wherever, and his you know family of four has run up a three hundred and eighty dollar internet bill because some you yeah. know their kid just wouldn't stop streaming Caillou. Like it's it's <laughs> you know, that's when you're gonna see some stuff introduced into the House of Representatives. Um and I think that's gonna be more and more a factor. And uh look, like it I I, that, you
0: were you're right on the money. Like it's I all played by trying, the cable companies right.
1: to get people to quit cutting the cord.
0: Right, Because they're like, well, wait, you think you're saving all this money? Well, not anymore. Not anymore, suckers! Because now you're paying
1: triple for your internet. At that amount of money, you might as well buy the Red Zone channel. You know, it's exactly. like, it's like, that's what they're after. You're is right. They want you yeah. to, they want to drive you back to those services. And it's like, instead of... And I think this is what's going to sink them legally and in terms of like whatever congressional discussion ends up being put into place on this. Um, what's going to sink them is it's, tremend- it's, a, it's by definition anti-consumer and it's also... Um, you're, in, you could definitely make the same amount of money by changing with the times properly, in a way that does not gouge the your customers. Right. Um, and instead, of, instead of feet. doing what is, you know, uh, you know, to be fair, hard work of changing your business model to fit the way the consumers want to be now, the way that's kind of changing around the services provided, they're just trying to like, you know. Gouge you to the point that you give up and think it's too difficult to do this new thing, and you go back to the old way. And like, by the way, that never works.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though, if the government doesn't intervene, it could actually reverse everything. Oh, it could? Like we could. Uh, the indus- the games industry, could go back all back to packaged products. I mean, you figure like.
1: But I see. But I, I think that like companies like Netflix and Sony and Microsoft are not going to sit back and take that. I think they're gonna. They're you know the, that's the other thing is like. The lobby groups are the lobbying companies that you know, are so heavily invested in streaming and downloadable content and down, you know, that, the idea that like, you need that open and free, I don't have to worry about when I'm going to hit my terabyte cap to utilize this company's services to the degree that they want you to utilize them. That is where you're going. Or even something like Facebook. You I know? mean, this could
2: put like, Netflix out of ones, business.
1: They're the ones that are going to go to Congress and be like, hey, you need to look at this. And I they're mean, the ones with the clout to do it, too. It could put Netflix out of business. It could put PlayStation Now
0: out of business. S- Think about, like, s- somewhere, some, Kai
1: in s- the game streaming Somewhere services.
0: that last blockbuster
1: video store is just like, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but look, if the government doesn't step in, and this becomes nationwide, mm. one terabyte cap, and after that you pay, as we start streaming 4K video, as these games keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I mean, it I mean, could...
1: Years of War is 80 huge, gigs on PC. It's
0: huge. It's massive. Like even on Xbox One, it's like 56 yeah. gigs. Like it took it took six hours for me to mm-hmm. from when I started downloading Gears of War 4 to where I started playing it, like six hours. <laughs> six hours! It took me almost three hours to get the Call of Duty beta to work. And it's only like 19 gigs. Yeah, well, that's just know, PSN. All, and
1: all my dev, dev friends, all you know, they're working on you know next, you know next round stuff. Uh, they're also like, you know, in in the realm of ultra HD, in the realm of you the know of, of all that stuff, they're like for. For PC owners, they're like, be ready for 80, gig downloads yeah. on the regular. Like, that's what they're going to be now.
0: I mean, ultra HD textures. I mean, if you want to have yeah. textures that aren't compressed, like, they're going to take up a lot of space. You can only compress that and, so much. And
1: you do want that. You do want so, it, yeah. I mean, textures stand out. I think we you saying Mafia 3. Oh, Mafia 3, some guy on Reddit dug into the files and said that almost all the, the highest-res textures are like 512 by 512. Oh, my God. They basically dumped the PS4 version on the PC and said, good luck. I mean, luck. PS4 should be able to do better than that. They should. <laughs> but this is not. A, I mean, Mafia Three is not a good-looking game. Yeah. But uh, although it's still pretty big to yeah, download, yeah. you know, it's, like it's uh, if you're playing more than that many games and then you're streaming stuff, you're playing multiplayer. Like you know, multiplayer is not a big you know data download issue. Well, the other but, like, thing
0: too is that like in the background, these games are updating all the time. Right. Like I had cleared a bunch of space off of my Xbox One, and came back and tried to download Gears of War 4 and, like, my hard drive was full again. And I went and looked at, like, the log and it had downloaded updates for, like, 25 games and it was, like, another 30 gigs just gone, like... When you don't have these caps, you don't realize the bandwidth that you're yeah. using. That's, I guess,
1: the point. Well, I would have to uninstall, like, half my Steam library. Yeah.
0: I mean, because they everything just... That's the other thing. It's like... Because everything updates constantly. Everything you own updates constantly. They're right. all on these schedules. We're like, here's new firmware. Boom. It just starts downloading it, like... We never have looked at the internet as this, like, finite resource where you have to kind of micromanage mm-hmm. how much you're using it and, like, look at, like, how much have I used this month. I've never done that. Right.
1: No. And I think you're just going to hit a point where if it, be- if it really does become a problem, if these caps are too low, you're going to hit a point where you have this co- you have a congressional situation where they're going to have to basically say either caps can't be used or they're going to have to do some research and find out, like, okay, the cap- you can have a cap. But it's going to be like ten terabytes. Yeah. It's going to be some crazy high thing that only your, you know, you, maybe someone's like, you know, see, because Comcast... so, someone who's like just constantly using BitTorrent maybe right, would, right. would pay for the extra bandwidth. But it's like, but it's like you can't, you can't throttle business like that, basically. Yeah. Well, you pay more for like I look, I
0: pay more money for the internet here. Right. You know, because I know it needs to be great right. like, I know we're streaming out of here and reliable and, uh, Yeah, I mean, I spend extra money And that's the way it is For a business, you pay more for a business account
1: right. or whatever But people gotta live their lives People gotta do their business, you know, from home and But from, that's the you know, thing is, the, like, I work from home a lot of days Like, yeah.
0: for me, the the line is so blurred already Between, like, you know, I look at, like My house is like my workplace now Just as much as I look at this place we're sitting in right now As my workplace but it's like, you know, like, and,
1: it, and it does happen, you know fly persistent and um like with the you know they have similar caps for uh for the power here in la and i think no, everywhere that's right yeah but they have a similar cap where like you go over certain li- you know, especially in the summer it change- in the summer it goes over a certain limit and now you're at a different pricing tier you go over it's the, like surge uh, certain pricing limit there, on Uber. basically yeah <laughs> and there was a problem they had a couple years ago where people i got i happened to me too i got a bill for 1400 dollars one month for your electric? For my electric bill. It's oh every two oh months, B- I got a bill for $1,400. And I was like, the hell? And <laughs> it turned out that it was a combination of a couple things, but mainly it was uh, their caps were way too low. And they had implemented this automatic meter-checking digital system that was um, making too many assumptions and not reading things properly. And then when they went and sent a person to read the meters, it was basically like... Um, they They were they had tremendously underestimated everything with the digital stuff, so then they got the real reading and the reading was higher. so then they charged all the back
2: the oh back God. charge,
1: but then they didn 't take into account what people had already paid, so people were getting like six months of bills all at once plus extra because the cap like right. so, so you went over for the, the cap for that you know that those two months. But you went over it because they were charging you for like six months worth right. of electricity. It's just, so it's it just messy. And eventually, and, what, that, and they ended up having to refund all this stuff. And like, and then you know, eventually the state was kind of like, "Dude, the the caps are pretty cr- ridiculously low right now. Like, you got to understand." You know, and so like, that's this all is different.
0: California where you have to <laughs> run air conditioning right.
1: in the so middle California. of the winter. And so they, and so that changed a lot. And there was a lot, you know, a lot, but like. And now, like you know, I haven't run over that cap in two years since then, but pretty much because they changed that and fixed it. But that's but the like, thing. One terabyte, you, Cam, Comcast was smart because it's just enough it to make it, it seem like a lot, but like then when you think about every little tiny, you know, you're chipping I mean, away look, at.
0: Right it. now, it is a lot. Yeah. One terabyte is a lot right now.
1: Like I highly doubt I go through anything close to one terabyte not. a month. No. Like I probably maybe 500 gigs. Maybe 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 on a, in a month where I'm really downloading a lot. Mm-hmm. Although again you're streaming constantly if you're looking at you know, hd streaming like tw- if you're watching a lot of twitch yeah if you're wa- i mean i don't know like i've never like that's like, like you say i've, I've never, never measured it yeah. like, no one looks no one cares <laughs> know. you know it, i think it's still a lot i think the average person probably comes in around 500 gigs mm. something like that like but i don't think like, they're but at the same but, time like the main argument for it is like well the companies, are like fuck the company but see Comcast
0: is looking ahead like it knows that right. 4k streaming is coming It sees that people are starting to adopt Ultra HD TVs, and then eventually, look, Netflix, there's already some stuff on there you can stream. It's it's what's coming, and so Mm -hmm. they set that now. They look like they're okay. They're like,
1: oh, that's not bad. Thanks, Comcast. You gave me a Mm -hmm. terabyte? Like, I'll never use that. But it's just that level where they're like, you know, in a couple years, it's going to be more economical to go back to cable. And, you know, you still stream your Netflix. You still use Netflix and Twitch and all that stuff. But maybe you won't use it for your sports viewing anymore. Maybe right. you'll use normal cable for that. Maybe you won't use it for streaming your, you know, Hulu programs. You'll just watch them on DVR. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want the end result of this to be. And I mean, look, it could have
0: an effect on games where people start buying. I still buy boxed games like every chance I get. Like I-, I bought
1: all almost if there was a if there was a boxed version of a VR, of a PlayStation VR game, I bought that yeah. because that means I can sell it back. Exactly.
0: Because
1: I, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I'm keeping.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna get to that in just a second so i don't know i mean i feel like if the government doesn't eventually do something to kind of mitigate this and, mm. you know we have kind of a seven because time warner whatever it's called now spectrum or whatever Spe- yeah spectra spectrum it's basically know. a monopoly in la i mean yeah. it, well all unless cable you can companies get fios are. i
1: still can't get fios for whatever i can't reason. get fios i refuse to get direct tv um, because it's not on the same level in terms of speeds. Like, yeah. If I want decent internet speeds, I'm getting Time Warner or nothing. Yeah, that's pretty much what. So
0: the, we're, we're covered for at least seven years, but the rest of the country, mm. not so much. So this will be something interesting to watch over the next couple years. Um, hopefully enough people can do what we did and kind of see what's coming on the horizon and get fired up about it. Yeah. But right now,
1: people on the East Coast... They've, they've these it's have been gonna, imposed on them, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's gonna take. It. It's gonna take a couple of months of surprise bills, I think, and then you'll start to see some reactions.
0: It's, all it's gonna take as a senator, yeah, to get a thousand-dollar internet bill from his yeah. kid watching bubble guppies or whatever, and <laughs> and that's what it'll take. And then they'll yeah. bring it to the to the floor, and it'll turn into some big whatever. So we'll see, but. Let's not talk about what's going to happen in the future. Let's talk about the future that's now. <laughs> <laughs> and that is PlayStation VR. Just launched this past week. Um, been spending a lot of time under the helmet. <laughs> under the helmet. Under the helmet. It's comfortable. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the hardware first, and then we're going to move on and talk about the yeah. games. So here it is, PlayStation VR. Um, What's your first impressions of the helmet, or the head-mounted display?
1: It looks goofy. You think it looks goofy? Yeah. Why? Because it's all, it looks like, I think all the VR headset, not, this is not just PlayStation VR, I think all the headsets look like the 80s version of what a VR, VR headset would be. look like. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like there's got to be a better, better way to do some of this stuff. It is the, by far the most comfortable and the best visually designed of the three, I think. I actually think it looks kind of cool. I, I really don't have a problem I don't know with if it. I'd go that far, but I do think it looks like more thought was put into it than the other two. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of the aesthetics of the visuals and in terms of how it fits on you. Like, yeah. I, th- I think the, the, the crown... Uh, theory here where yeah. it just goes on your head and sort of holds it up like that yeah. I think that's better than the oculus is sort of like oculus and Vive sort of like 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 press it to your face thing yeah it so takes, just it takes some of, of the it takes some of the the pressure off the front of your face when the goggles are on the basically. comfort of this thing I think is amazing it's great it is it's really my amazing fo- I mean I don't find any of the three uncomfortable but this is a light year ahead of the other two it in has that ne-
0: I've I've played this for, I think the longest stretch I've played in a row was about four and a half or five hours. And mm-hmm. that was literally like, I got it, took it home, yeah. sat down, and played like... And it's Mad the Man. only
1: one of the, I've said it before, it's the only one of the three my glasses fit in. Yeah. With no problem.
0: So the reason I think it's so comfortable is the way that you can, uh, is the way that you can adjust it. So back on the back here, there's this button that you can push in. And when you push that in, it allows the headrest to pull out. And it's kind of on a spring. Mm-hmm. Like if you let go, it'll snap back in. So you pull the button, and then put your put it on your head, and you let it go, and it'll size up to your head. And then once you do that, there's this little dial on the back that you can... And it's crazy how just one click, yeah. you feel like this tightening on your brain, but it lets you kind of fine-tune it. One thing I've noticed about this is, like, when I first got it and put it on... You know, when you go to events, like, they put it on for you. Mm-hmm. And so when I put it on myself for the first time, I had, like, this strap, like... Back here,
1: yeah. No, it should be down. And so
0: the thing was always kind of like looking down, and I found myself like looking like <laughs> through the visor like this. But yeah, it needs to be along the back, like a baseball mm. cap or something yep. like that. And so then once you have that on, there's a although button.
1: The, although the the headset does ride a little lower than you think it should. It I does. Think. I think for the maximum focal. Yeah, sort of.
0: I would agree with that. And then so once you have the have it on properly, there's this button underneath right here that you can push. And what that does is it kind of scopes it. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it does. What are you, what are you doing, PSVR? There it goes. There you go. So you can push it, like, into your eyes. And what I found is that I push it all the way in. <laughs> <laughs> because the little gaskets, you see these gaskets, like, here, they're supposed to block the light out? That is probably my biggest complaint with PlayStation VR. Is it that they don't they don't yeah Yeah. you can definitely see even in a pitch dark room you can still get light that kind of bleeds in from the sides Um, So I generally like I adjust that so that it comes all the way up to my eyeballs and seats against my face Um, The other thing I like about the this display in particular is like a lot of the other HMDs They have like uh, porous materials that they're made out of Mm -hmm. so if you sweat it like soaks it up the sweat it, yeah. and it absorbs into it like a lot of times you go to trade shows it is
1: disgusting dude like oh, yeah. if
0: you're using a vive or an oculus you put it on and it's just like
1: i've i put so on i put on a vive at trade show at a, at, a, at an event where when it, when it because it's foam you know yeah. the, it's foam and when it pressed against me it like it was like a sponge like liquid Ugh. came out of it and i'm just like it's okay so
0: like <laughs> <laughs> well these like all the headbands for this like um it's like a rubber There and here, Mm. and so if 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 you sweat or whatever, I actually have not sweated wearing this. Like I haven't had any problems with it, like fogging up. (laughs) What's so fun? What are you giggling at, Sam? Actually, moving yeah. yeah, well, I saw some guy that's been using Vibe. he lost sixty pounds in like a month and yeah, a half or yeah, something, right. so I
1: guess it does work, but, but the, most of the sweating in the v r stuff v r stuff comes from the fact that you've got a giant monitor blazing right in your face, yeah, and, and you get well, but yeah this is this is uh not nearly as sweat producing as the vibe I've is. never had it fog up there's like a little you probably can't see it, but there's
0: like a little vent right here too that i I don't know if that's a that's not a speaker I is think it? it's a microphone oh it's the mic, yeah. I thought it was a vent to like, let the air yeah. out. But I've had no problems with this fogging up whatsoever. I've worn it for four or five hours straight. I feel like it's completely comfortable. Um, I'm a big fan. And, the,
1: and the, this comes off and you can wash it. Yeah, yeah. Know, under a, yeah, you can
0: just pop this kind of gasket
1: can, off of there. You can tell that like this was designed by people who have made retail hardware before You're right. like, on a mass market scale. You're absolutely like, right. Like it's, it's, it's designed by experts. Yep. You know, I, and and, and it, ha- it has a professional quality to its design that the other two don't have, I don't think. Yeah,
0: it, look, it doesn't feel like a piece of junk, I no, guess is the best way to put it. Like, you, it feels like a, a quality piece of equipment. I don't... I'm not, like, scared of, like, dropping it or anything like that. Like, I obviously I'll try not to. Right. But I'm not in fear of, like, oh my gosh, like, when I set it down on the couch, I toss it under the couch. I don't, like said it like this, like afraid something's going to get like yeah, broken. Yeah, I've
1: already started kind of like holding it like this and just like putting it over, like putting yeah. it down like that. I, uh, yeah, I, and whereas the Vive I'm still very careful yeah. with. and I would be too. Um, yeah. Let's talk about like what it's like. Because also I feel like if something goes wrong with the Vive, it's going to be a much longer, harder road than if something oh, yeah. goes wrong with this and I call Sony. You oh, know, for like, sure. Sony, yeah. I feel like the customer service is going to be there and ready. Um, I think, you know, you want know to know
0: what I think really makes the difference with this is this right here. Mm-hmm. I think that's really adds a lot to the comfort because it puts a lot of the pressure, like, evenly across your head instead right. of just being in one spot.
1: But mm-hmm. um, well, also because, like, it, it's, you know, and this is, like, a solid plastic piece here. There's no, you know, and so basically... All of this is plastic, by the way. Yeah. It's, there's not, I don't think there's any metal in this thing mm-hmm. other than, like, the jacks. And so basically, like, when you've got this thing on your head... Uh, whereas with the you know the the, the like the Oculus and the vibe are more of like an like a net
2: that sort yeah. of goes
1: over the top of your head and holds it like so the focal point of the pressure is like right here in the back of your head like yeah. that's what's holding the weight whereas this is like wearing a ring like a hat around it your head it sits on your then, head yeah, yeah that then supports the the goggles kind of hang from it yeah. and so the weight distribution is much more even and it's you know not that like they're super heavy to begin with but like yeah probably with what like. A pound and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's probably two pounds. And like, but it's like just the way it fits, like, you know, every once in a while after a couple of hours of the vibe, sometimes I'll start to feel sort of the push on the back of my head yeah. or on the front of my face because it's also, you know, it's sort of clamped onto your head. Whereas this is sort of resting on top like a hat. Yep. And like, there's no, if you've worn a bike helmet for any length of time, you've worn this. It's basically. actually,
0: the tech in this yeah. is all very similar to really good bicycle helmets. Yeah. Very similar. Let's talk about the tech inside it. Um, How are you feeling about it after spending. It's, you it's, know, I played this at trade shows mm-hmm. many, many times. It's different. Yeah. When you're actually at
1: your house. Right. Uh, it's it's um, it's not on the level of the Vive nope. in terms of resolution at all. Nope. Um, you can tell instantly that, like, okay, this is not running at the resolution that the Vive or the Oculus are. Yeah. Um, it does feel like it has a wider focal. Area. I feel like there's less blur, and I feel like you can
0: adjust that. Too. Yeah,
1: and I also feel like it's not the sweet spot is not as narrow as the Vive. Yes. Yeah. Um, I here, and here's the other thing. Um, I don't know. The screen door <laughs> effect is is there. But it doesn't bother me as much as some of the others. Some of the stuff I've seen on the vibe. It like, really bothers me, actually. Oh yeah, yeah it, I
0: it, really hate the screen door effect in this. And I don't, if you guys are wondering what we're saying, it is kind of self-explanatory. When you're looking at games through this, it literally looks like you're looking through a screen, like a
1: screen mm-hmm. door. There's like a. It's basically the limitation of the of the fidelity of the of the screen. There's a very distinct pattern. Yeah. that's like it's like, like when an you look overlay. closer, like an LCD TV, and you can see the pixels. Basically. If you put
0: your face up against yeah. like a flat panel, and yeah. you can see like the individual pixels. Yeah, I mean, basically, what you're looking at is a 1080p flat panel that's like right three inches yeah. away. So it makes sense, but. It is off-putting to me. Mm. Like I see it constantly. It's not one of those things that like you learn to not notice it after a while. Like I mm. notice it all the time.
1: I notice it mo- more when it when the screen goes black. Yeah. Like when it goes black, it's it feels like because the, the you know like say the, the what you're seeing is sort of out here. Yeah. And then like the screen door feels like it's here yeah you know and it, and it can be distracting on a certain game, and it definitely varies game by game because bright games don 't seem to suffer from it so much, yeah, but like if you 're playing something like batman you 're going to see it more often uh, One thing I do like about this is that so you can cut back to us real quick
0: so on the cable there 's this control interface, and you can turn it on and off, you can mute the mic, and you can turn the headphone volume up and down. On the side here, there's a jack where you can plug your headphones in. I don't know if you can, here I'll turn it this way so you can see it. There's a jack for any basically eighth inch headphones or whatever. What I really like about it though is that the way the headset is designed, you can wear legit cans with these. Mm -hmm. So you can wear like really, a really good headset with these. Like you don't, I've been using earbuds with it. But you can use like uh, really good cans with this, and it fits fine. Mm. I mean, you might have to adjust the headband versus wearing like the same headset without the yeah. PlayStation VR. I mean, I, but... I use
1: my Bose uh, noise canceling on the Vive, and I use them. I switched and I've mostly been using uh, earbuds on this, just because it's sort of faster. But like when I set up for to play uh, Res, uh, I got my noise cancelers, and uh, it fit over this just fine. No, Here's the no thing, question. though:
0: the three D sound that. My
1: earbuds give me
0: is amazing. Yeah, it's good. How are they doing that?
1: That's, that's some kind of tech that Dolby figured out in the early 2000s. Holy cow! It's, it's, it's like, it's, mind it's, basically blowing. A, it's basically a way of trick, tricking your brain.
0: I am really impressed with that, man. Like, mm-hmm. these earbuds that I've had for like three or four years that I've just used to like listen to my iPod or listen to music or whatever, I put plugged it into this jacket and I've like got transported to like, <laughs> never, never land. I was like, holy cow. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: It's amazing
1: what they're doing.
0: Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, I've used headphones. Have you, have headphones played, have you played the Batman systems. thing?
1: I haven't yet, no. Yeah, the, the coolest audio trick Batman pulls, uh, almost of any of these things. They- is uh, there's a couple places where you pick up like a phone or a radio, uh-huh. and you can move it to your ear, and it and it does it that it. tracking, and it's completely believable. It's really good. And it's just I'm just using Apple ear- earbuds. Like yeah. there's nothing special about what I'm using, but it's completely flawless in yeah. the way it works. and like. And I mean, you can hold it to your ear, and you can hold it out here, and you'll still hear it over here. and You'll hear it over here, and you'll hear. It, I mean, it's pretty amazing what they. I don't know why they, the, what algorithm they did to do it, but that I believe, and I might be wrong about that, but I believe that that is a result of Dolby Labs uh, st- uh, stuff that comes out of the ProLogic 2 technology from back in the early 2000s. Nolan Elric is saying the processing unit does it. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like it's like a it's like a um, what is it? Like the receiver that I used it, you know, because I didn't have true surround sound in the early 2000s. I had a ProLogic 2 sur- surround sound. It basically it ran through a processor and the receiver and it made it seem like surround sound. But it wasn't separate cables running everything from, you know, it wasn't separated out digitally by channel. It was just simulating this, the, the surround effect and it was pretty close even then. I'm pretty sure that's where that comes from. The processing day. unit, by the way, is a
0: godsend because not only does it create this awesome 3D audio, it reaches the couch.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the. Like, the wires are sh- kind of short, I yeah. think. But luckily, I, if I. Well, if the, ca- I take... the long cable for this is long. I mean, I
0: have. Decently, I, have it, but it's, it's... I have my console in the processing unit in my entertainment center, and then my couch is eight or nine feet away from the TV, and this the cable will reach this all the way and snake all the way down to the ground and run evenly along the ground. I had to
1: take the, the processing unit out and put it on really? the ground between my TV and my couch. So you're yeah. pretty far from your TV then. I'm like 10, 11 feet. Yeah. But to, give it like enough, to give it enough slack to uh, make me feel okay moving around with it, I had I had to take the processing unit out. But it's, that's fine. It's not in the way or anything. Here's but, the problem, though, with being much farther away from the TV. Even at 7
0: or 8 feet, your margin of error is so little. Because what happens is when you go to calibrate the headset, it will put a little... Square up on the screen mm-hmm. and then these there's lights on the front of these all these lights create like a It's like the, the five the fifth side of a die basically mm-hmm. and you need to line up those five lights inside that square that they give you the Farther away you are The smallest movement will like get you out of that square like you have to like I had to go up and keep adjusting the PlayStation I camera to get it exactly at, like, my head height. Which
1: which camera? Are you using the new camera or the old one? The old one? one. Me too. Yeah. I'm having height issues with it so far. Like, it doesn't see as high as I think it oh, should. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch. Like, most of the stuff I've done has been sitting it was, down.
1: I, I think I need to adjust it when I play Batman because you stand up for Batman. And, like, it was oh, not... Oh, sure. No, all, you
0: definitely need to. Yeah.
1: So there was all these, like, things where I was, like, it was not seeing the controller. That gets annoying. Controllers.
0: Having to adjust the camera. And, for instance, like, I would play something. I'd have my wife sit down in the same exact spot on the couch which sucks. Like that's one thing I hate about it. It's like you have to like find this spot mm-hmm. and sit in it and like make sure you kind of stay in its zone. But my wife would sit down and she's shorter than me, so I'd have to go over to the camera and adjust the camera again to get the five dots inside the square or whatever and then recalibrate it like I it's it's not as free as what you get with Vive or even Oculus. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's just not. Like it's more restrictive um, you can tell it was designed from the beginning to just be a seated sort of thing. Yeah, and then it seems like over time they're like, "Well, that's probably not going to work because people are going to compare us to these other offerings." And I feel like it's probably also why we're buying these like six-year-old Move controllers mm-hmm. to play these games because they're probably like, "Oh, well, if we need like room VR, we're going to have to find something." And well, we have these balls on the <laughs> these Move controllers <laughs> that we can track already. And that's probably why they ended up using those controllers. Maybe- I mean,
1: if you already got it designed, you might as well. I mean, I, I kind of wish they'd uh, made the the handles a little more ergonomic. Yeah. Because I still don't think they're particularly comfortable compared to the Vive or especially the they Oculus They didn't do Touch, anything. They didn't, like, release no. new ones. But, well, they, but they're they, selling the they're old, selling old ones for 100, 100 bucks.
2: bucks. <laughs>
1: what the hell? And then, like, people are running into the fact that the ones they've had all these years, their lithium-ion batteries have, have Dying, died. Yeah. So they have to buy new ones. Here's a pro tip, by the way. You can go on Amazon and you can buy a pair for
0: 50 bucks, $25 yeah. a piece. If you go buy one right now at GameStop, they sell a two-pack for $100. Mm-hmm. It is the biggest scam ever. That's how and much they, they are. And they haven't redesigned
1: them. Nope, they're the same they're thing. They're the
0: same exact thing that they sold for PlayStation
1: 3. That pisses me off. And it should piss everybody off. It's really freaking lame. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, like using them makes a lot of the games better. Yeah, I for mean, sure. It is definitely... You know, it's it's not like some kind of super crazy. Oh, nobody's gonna need this thing. Like, it makes Batman better. It makes Until Dawn better. It makes a bunch of stuff better. I'll say this though. You know, the foresight that they had to put the light on the front of the DualShock Four. Mm-hmm. That
0: light, that shock Four works really good. Yeah. Like it's almost it's trippy. Like there's a lot of games where if you're using the DualShock Four and it knows it because it has like the triangle shaped light. Mm-hmm. You look down and the DualShock Four is in VR. Yeah. Floating in good. the air. And you can move it around, and it's, like, right there. And you push the buttons, and you see the button yeah. go in on the, the shock 4. You can that, flip yeah. it, like, until you go completely upside down, when it can't see that light on the front of it, that's where it starts to get a little mm-hmm. weird. But it's fun to just sit there yeah, and just cool. look, hold your dual shock. Here's the thing, like, It's so
1: funny. It's it's not remotely on the level of the vibe. Oh, I know. Like, like, like I know. Coming, coming to this from, like, the, you know, to the millimeter accuracy yeah, of the yeah. Vive is sort of like, oh, I, you know, Batman sort of has the DTs a little bit yeah, you now, yeah. where he's you'll pick something up and he's sort of shaking his hand like it's just that. Like, has kind of been the uh, poster child for that, though. That's the game that everyone shows whenever they say Batman. It's Batman is by far the most jank of anything I've played. Probably yeah. because it's trying to kind of go outside the lines a little more yeah. than the other games. Um, so on one hand, I'm, I'm willing to cut it some slack, but on the other hand, it sort of really shows the limitations of where they where they're at right now, at least with the PlayStation, I, I feel oh, like look, this can this, get better. The, this is the cut rate VR. Sure, there's no doubt about it.
0: Like it's like the old saying goes: you get what you pay for. But one thing I will say: that but when I... you when you add
1: it all up, you're paying about six hundred bucks plus yeah, the system. I had a lot of that stuff already, so it was like a
0: better proposition yeah. for me, I guess. But, but if but...
1: you weren't one of these suckers who ended up with Move controllers and the PlayStation camera, yeah, uh, you know, you, well, you, you just threw six hundred bucks at this thing.
0: Well, no, if you can buy the bundle for five. That has yeah. OLED in
1: it. it has the new camera well, plus say, two well, move Presumably, you bought a game or two.
0: Plus, you also get PlayStation VR worlds. That's the other thing too. Is I would recommend buying the five hundred dollar bundle. Um, I kind of regret it in hindsight getting, even though I had a lot of this stuff already. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do the math, it's like. Yeah,
1: but I order I pre-ordered that before that bundle went up, no. and then I didn't want to just switch over because I didn't. I don't know. You probably I think you're right. I I, w- I would have pro- preferred to have gotten the the full bundle. I, I regret getting the cheaper one yeah, now. Even though be, I had the camera, I didn't spend any more than that <coughs> on, you know, cuz I already had the move and the camera and stuff, but I yeah. kind of would li- would like new moves and the new camera just to be sure that the old camera doesn't have some sort of shortcoming that we don't know about yet or whatever. I only had one move controller and I had the mm. old camera.
0: And so to me, like I would rather you know, I had to buy an extra Move for 25 bucks. I wish I had the new camera. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay money. And we'll get, we're will get we going to get to the software in a second. But I don't want to pay money for PlayStation VR Worlds, especially after reading all the freaking reviews and playing most of the games that are on the mm-hmm. demo disc anyway. It's like... Yeah, I played the
1: demo disc, and I was like, I feel like I've experienced with that thing I had to throw at me. Yeah, I, I have spark. no
0: no incentive to, like, go and pay for VR Worlds now. So, the processing unit. I keep trying to go back to it. So... The processing unit is awesome for a couple reasons. already talked about the audio. or Someone in our chat talked about how it does the 3D audio, which is amazing. But it also allows you to use the PlayStation VR head mana display as like a TV. It basically will display normal games in flat 2D, but when you look at it through the headset, you feel like you're sitting in a movie theater. Mm. Like literally, the screen seems
1: like it's like 50 feet wide and like 30 feet tall. Did you set it to be the large version? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, and that's the thing is like, because I consider like, oh, maybe I could watch movies with the Vive, and it'll look like a really big screen. And I've, you know, there's like a cinema app you can get for stuff. I don't find it clear or good enough to do. But I think I could watch a movie on the PlayStation VR like that. It seems it's less irritating for me for some reason. I don't know why that is. It's an extra TV, is what yeah. it is. It's like if you if you're
0: someone who has like one television, and it's in the living room, and. You know, sometimes maybe your mm-hmm. wife
1: wants to watch something you don't want to watch, or you want to play games <laughs> while she's watching TV or whatever. And, or, and if she and if she can not reevaluate her life choices while you're sitting with that thing right. on glowing <laughs> next to her playing stuff. But sure. seriously, I mean, it's an extra television,
0: <laughs> yeah. and not only is it extra television because of the processor unit and Sony. I I gotta say thanks to Sony for doing this because they could have built this proprietary connection. That wouldn't have allowed it, but you can plug anything into the processing unit that has an HDMI out Mm. and consume. You can play the Wii U on this. You can play the Xbox One on this. You can plug your cable box into the processing unit and watch cable on this. You can Anything that has HDMI out, you can consume it on this headset. I think that is absolutely awesome. I think it's a huge selling point for this. I love it. Like it's a hidden feature that most people don't know about, and I, I think it's a big that. deal. It's huge, yeah. It's an extra. It's an extra TV. So, thank you for that processing unit. first, when I saw it, I'm like, "What the hell is that thing for, man? I don't need another little box. I still don't like that there's another box sitting there underneath my entertainment center. But it's worth it for the functionality mm. that gives. Man, that this thing, thing adds
1: so many wires.
0: Yeah, to my it entertainment really does. nest.
1: And, the other, that's but, a, and here's the thing, so... The wire thing, on, the wire situation with this is, is not bad. any better than the Vive. It's, it's bad. The wires aren't as heavy. But, yeah. But, but I still, still a, find
0: myself constantly, like, taking a cable and, like, putting it mm. down my side. I, I, the cable in that, the
1: entertainment center is just jambled. Like, today... This one, well, see, the thing that, like, confounds it to some degree with it is this thing. Because, like... It seems like you're, you should be able to have. You're supposed to have access to this when you want it. Yeah. But you know, I end up trying to put the this cord like like the vibe behind me. Yeah. But then that removes the control. You're yeah. right. But I don't
0: want it hanging in front. Either. Right. I don't
1: want it hanging in front at all. But like it's it it's no less awkward. I think. Uh, and it's not like a big deal. But it's there. The cables
0: in the entertainment center are a huge deal, though. Oh yeah. It's a yeah. mess. And like today.
1: Like, I am officially out of plugs on my thing. Oh, I have nothing my, left. Yeah. yeah, I have nothing left either. Because you have to plug Sorry, in. NX. You're, you're, you're yeah, going to have to wait. Well,
0: I think I'm going to have to retire my Xbox
1: 360. When, yeah, I think the 360 actually going the going Wii out. U.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That'll be a tough decision. I might leave the Wii U out, but I'll just unplug it and plug it back in as necessary.
0: But going Which back to, to what you were necessary. saying about Nest is like, once I had it all hooked up, I felt like my PS4 was nested because I went, like, I play games in our living room, but I, I capture in the back bedroom of our apartment sometimes, and I went to go capture Infinite Warfare stuff today, and I was like, damn, like, I gotta take <laughs> all this stuff apart and then take it back there and then bring it back here and set it up and it'll be dark when I
1: get back from doing the show, won't be able to see in here, like... I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, getting the PS4 Pro and having to do that LAN cable transfer. Yeah. Because then I got to plug that in along with all the others. St- oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But you, didn't, just you just brought up
2: you
0: just brought up something that I wanted to talk about. So, what do you think about the PlayStation 4? Is it powerful enough to power this thing? Uh,
1: I mean, kind of. Uh here's the thing. I think the main problem is not the power of the PS4 so much as the resolution this thing runs at. Really? Yeah. Like, well, it's look,
0: 1920 by 1080?
1: Yeah, but that's not enough for something that close. And also, look at the resolution that it switches to when you activate a VR thing. It ain't running at that. There's no oh, way yeah. it's running at that. Like, I've, I've taken, I've taken the, the goggles off and because it, you know, it still displays on the TV, and it's displaying in the same resolution on the TV as what it's displaying in the goggles. No, it's, and it's, not. it's like this it's weird thing. Kind of, is it? No, uh-uh.
0: The pro- that's another thing. This does not seem
1: like 1080 to me.
0: It in, is. In it's 10, it's, it is 1080, the screen on the inside. What you're seeing on the TV is nowhere near 1080. And in fact, no, it's not. At in fact, all. Sony, when they sent out free units to everybody, they they part of the deal was if you covered it, cause that's the only way you Don't can capture that. footage of it. You could show it, oh, but you had to put a disclaimer underneath that said,
1: "This is not the native display mm. of the PlayStation VR well, headset."
2: Well, because look, when I
1: look at that on my TV, it looks about the same as what I'm seeing in here. Because oh, I think it looks way better in the side of the headset. I think it looks better because it's closer, but like, Maybe. like look, man, drive club VR is a blurry mess. And I like drive club VR. I this is what like, I was getting at. Like I don't
0: think it's the headset, I don't think it's the screen. I just think the PlayStation 4 is just too
1: underpowered. That's part of it, but I don't know how much further how much you know It just can't do it. It can't, but like look, I don't know how much better it's gonna get just based on the limitation of the resolution on this thing. Yeah, it can only go so far, and it could be way better. I mean, PS Four Pro will clearly, you because know, like one of the things on Drive Club VR is like, and we'll talk about when we get to the software. But one of the great things about that game is like you can look, you know, you can look in the rearview mirror, you can look at, it, but then you look at the speedometer, you can't read it. Yeah, like it's too blurry to read. Like it, it doesn't, it, like the, the illusion is gone <laughs> because of that. And I don't know how much of that is resolution and how much of that is just the system can't run it, like on the at the level of fidelity it's the required. PlayStation 4.
0: Because there are some games that look great. And there are some games that don't. Mm-hmm. In fact a lot of games that don't. Like I always the other thing I would say too is that like I feel like I'm always fiddling with it, thinking that I can adjust it and make it clear. Like, you'll get that sweet spot where everything is crisp and clean and the text is nice and clear. And then like two minutes later, like everything starts getting soft again and the edges start to get a little blurry and then I'm like I'm, like, sliding it up on my head or sliding it down my head or pulling it out or pulling it in, trying to get it, like, crystal clear again. And I feel like I can never find a sweet spot and keep it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, From I'd... game to game, you mean? No, like, while the same game. Hmm. I, like, don't, I haven't really run into that. I have, totally. And, like, I'll find myself, like, like, pushing it out a little bit or pushing it in until it's, like, pressing against my face mm. almost
1: painfully. Like, just trying to find, like, that sweet spot where it always looks... Crystal clear, like I, I, I might not have that because I'm already used to the not not being a crystal clear spot. Oh. <laughs> in, in Vi- I mean, because yeah, there yeah, isn't right. one. Frankly, I mean, yeah. like you just get used to the fact, like, oh, this is just what it looks like. Yeah, you know? like it's, that to me is a big drawback. It is. It's but distracting. That, but that's why I continually make the twenty six hundred in television comparison because it's like. Yeah, like those games look like shit. We were still enthralled by them because yeah. we love the idea and we love the medium. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're gonna get used to the fact that like nothing looks totally clear in VR right now. Yeah. And it looks better in Vive, but it still doesn't look great in ter- you know in terms of like what we're used to in like a crystal clear HD image. You know, when the comparison between like what I'm playing on a on a you know the best looking Vive game, whatever that may be, raw data or what I don't know and then like i take my take the goggles off and i play like gears of war 4 on my pc on the same you know on the same piece of hardware night and fucking day i mean it's not even close and this one of course it's it's still there even though the playstation 4 games don't look the same, look as good as pc games um this is not running ps4 top level quality you know you're, oh, no. you're, horizon zero dawn is not going to be no. uh a, a, there's not going to be a vr version no. of that here you know it's like yeah. You can tell, and some games find a way to strike that balance better than others so far. And, you know, I think Drive Club is the least successful at it in terms of what I've played. Because, probably because it's based on, you know, a full-fledged, surprise, you know, pretty good-looking PS4 is, game. Yeah. Let's move on, actually. Let's move on to the software mm-hmm. to start talking about the games. Um,
0: they're hit or miss. Yeah. But I would argue most are miss. Yeah. I would um, agree with that. I have struggled to find really good games. Let's talk first about Rez. Mm-hmm. Rez is a game both of us have loved for forever. Originally a Dreamcast game, came out on the PlayStation 2, had this crazy vibrating egg called the Trans Vibrator that mm-hmm. women allegedly use for certain purposes at one point or another. Well, at least one. <laughs> um, it, was really hard, yeah, it was really hard to find Trans Vibrators here. I ended up buying one in Japan when Same. I went to Japan one time. I got time. one for five bucks in Japan. Yeah. They were clearing them out. And then you could sell them on eBay for like a hundred and some dollars or whatever. I do feel a little dirty now that Rez has come out again because it was one of those games that I had that I was proud that I owned. <laughs> Seriously though, I mean, re- original like runs of Rez at one point were worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Now they're pretty much worth nothing. It's because, been re-released
1: so many times. Right.
0: This is one of the best PlayStation VR games. Yes. Without a doubt. No
1: question. Look,
0: as as someone who really loves electronic music and is a DJ, the music is aged. Yeah. It's but... it's a it's like electronica from like the early 90s. Like if you listen to like really well-produced electronic music, like the music in Rez is not very good. And that's one thing I'll say. When it came out, it sounded pretty good. It sounded like a cut below what you hear in the club, but still passable. Now is like an. I would call myself an aficionado of electronic music. The music's not
1: great, but I think the music's great because it's Res. Real, I, I guess that's I like because I like the music from when I played Res back. When did that come out? Like two thousand two, two thousand yeah. three. So like to me, it's like it's like oh, it's like nostalgic now because because we're old. A lot of old
0: electronic music has not aged well. I guess is one thing I should say. It's not just Res. Like a lot of electronic music right. from that era does not
1: sound good. I mean, to me look, now. I'm not I'm not throwing my uh, my. Uh, orb albums on nearly as much as i used to but like well uh, actually
0: the orb stuff does hold up they're one group that their music still sounds really good today but a lot of techno and house from that era do not and i and it was a little jarring for me i don't think anyone else will even notice it it's just because i've been into electronic music hardcore for 20 plus years Mm. at this point and i i have a really good ear for it so Well, other than the Res soundtrack not being
1: hipster enough for you, what do you think?
0: It's awesome. <laughs> it really is. Like it, it. Uh, my stomach flipped over and over playing this game. Mm. Like literally, it wasn't motion sickness. It was like I was on a roller coaster, mm. and my stomach like flipped. Like physically, like flipped. It's it, your mind is so powerful. That's what was tripping me up playing this, the VR PlayStation mm-hmm. VR in general is like, and it doesn't even look real, but your mind no. still makes it that. It's so crazy how your eyes and your mind work together to make something that's not there. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like feeling like you're going down a hill when you're just sitting on a couch. It's crazy. Like, that's the one thing I would say about PlayStation VR is like, it's a, it is a cheaper alternative to get an extremely potent. Physical
1: response. Well, also, I would say that um, like the Vive's strongest point is the room scale stuff, like that thing. And I have not been especially impressed by the seated stuff with the Vive or the stuff I got from the Oculus store through the Vive. Yeah. But like the even the the bad stuff on the PlayStation VR launch lineup so far has taken the fact that they are stuck with the seated limitation and they have run with that. They shit. really have. Like yeah. they have found way more interesting ways to use the limitations of yeah. the way Sony has built this. Than they have with the Oculus so far, I think. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Oculus has a lot of like, oh, traditional games like Edge of Nowhere, where you're sort of like you're just sort of like a virtual human camera looking at stuff. Whereas this is like we're going to take you on a ride, yeah, and like you know, tons of them are like that. And some of them like like where you wouldn't even well, they expect put to be you in a be that where virtually you're sitting, right? So the fact that you're it just sort of compounds the realism because you're like mm-hmm. I'm actually sitting in that position right now. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Rez, like, you know, I was, look, I was a little wondering, like, oh, you know, i played this how many, you know, dozens of times, and, like, will this really translate? And, like, but I came out of that thing thinking, like, so this is what Tetsuya Mizuguchi had in his head when he when made he this in 1999. It, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> this is what he f- thought of, and yeah. this is now we're finally experiencing it. And I frankly don't think I can go back. Oh, like, no. I don't think I would I ever play I would never play, play it in 2D, no yeah. way. It's amazing. Like, Rez is definitely. If you get PlayStation
0: VR, Matt and I both agree this sure. is one this of the be games your, this, you should pick up.
1: Rez should be your first
0: purchase. Probably. I would say. I may argue something else here in a minute. That's Battle not Zone. a purchase.
1: <laughs> Battlezone. Did you play it? Yeah, I did. Um, I like it. It's not great. It made me sick. Uh, nothing, nothing made me
0: sick. It made me um, sick. Battlezone made me ill. You want to know what I love though about it? <laughs> like physically, not like oh my god this is so terrible I'm not. <laughs> no. Like my like I got motion sickness from it. Mm. Um I will say one thing that I really love is when it first starts and you're sitting in the tank.
1: Yeah. And you look around. Oh yeah. Well it
0: starts like you have a shield over the your mm. the screen of your tank and then it like gradually unfolds and opens <laughs> up and it's like this world mm. and like the roof is made out of glass too so you can look up and like see mm. this whole world through this like See through shield, it really sinks you into the game. Oh yeah,
1: cockpit stuff is so good on this. It really
0: is. Like I don't know if you noticed or not, but if you look to the left, there's like a little like thing with like. For me, it says like Dinfire.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, it like
0: pulls in like your gamertag stuff (laughs) onto the HUD inside the vehicle. Like that's the thing about this. There's so much
1: cool little Mm -hmm. stuff you discover playing these games, man. Like, but I will say that like this this one is. I mean, what you see is what you get. On this yeah. one. It it's is very it. simple. It's a
0: cooperative tank battle game. Mm-hmm. It, I found it to be really boring, and again, I got motion sick from this game. Like, I started getting mm-hmm. queasy from it. Uh, Matt didn't. I don't know what the difference is between you and I. I generally uh, have a really solid stomach. I can go ride roller coasters all day and never get sick.
1: I mean, part. well, yeah, but when you're on a roller coaster, like, your brain and your ears and your balance and your stomach are all doing the same motion. Yeah. That's the that's the oh, thing. I guess is, you're right. That's yeah. the thing is like your your brain's expecting motion to happen to your body and it's not happening and it's just dis- it's disorienting and the reason you get sick when you are motion sick is because that's your body's reaction to poison. No. And if, if if your balance is is affected that means you're 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 intoxicated it means toxin you know? Yeah. And so a natural response is to vomit in case you can get the poison out. Interesting. Of you. That's why you throw up that's when you're crazy. motion sick because if you're not dizzy because of movement you might be dizzy because you've been poisoned. So that's why that ha- that's Why people th- that scientists think that happens. So it takes a while. And I think, I mean, look, I don't get motion sick from anything ever, period. But I think the difference between us on this one is that I've been playing VR for months on the Vive, and my brain is used to
2: You're right. movement, it probably movement
1: that is not occurring to my body. I think, right. that's all, I think that's all it is. Well,
0: hopefully I get over the hump and it gets better, because that's not the only game that makes Because what I
1: will say is, uh, and if we get to drive... There are a couple things in this that made me go whoa, like yeah. like vertigo, like dizziness wise. Yeah. Um and I know like Drive Club VR has been is being referred to as basically the vomit comet yeah. of, of the <laughs> of the PlayStation VR launch lineup yeah. and it did not make me nauseous but there's a couple turns on that thing where I was like whoa and I'm like if you're sensitive to that Drive Club will will throw you through the window, I guarantee you. So like yeah, I I understand why people are having trouble with some of these. So Battlezone Here's the thing, like it, as we start going through these games, what you're going to realize
0: is that Battlezone is actually one of the more purchase-worthy games. Somewhat, but
1: it is bullshit that this game is sixty bucks. It is. Is like, it, 60? it is sixty? It oh 60 Yeah.
0: Screw that. Do not pay full price for this game.
1: Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sixty. Fuck you. Honestly, like, yeah, I would like yeah. this is this should not be sixty dollars. Yeah, and bullcrap. I, I can't lo- believe and that. I really I enjoy it. I had no it. idea that it was plus sixty dollars because there's no way you'd look at this and think it was sixty bucks. Yeah. Like, is that- look, I love Tron. I love that there's like this Tron kind of element to it. Like it's really convincing. It really feels nice to play. Uh, it's one note. It's you know this is all it is. It's yeah. just it's literally Battlezone. The there's old There's hardly you know, any
0: nuance. To the there's the not much happening here. here. Yeah. But.
1: This, nothing in this launch lineup should be sixty dollars. No, uh-uh. nothing. There's nothing. And several of them Nothing are, we're going to talk ridiculous. about
0: is worth the sixty bucks. see Eric asking if Res is worth thirty bucks.
1: I would say no. Thirty is steep. I bought it because I wanted something to play on my new system, but um, it's not worth thirty bucks in my opinion. Probably not. I mean, I would wait for a sale. It's only an hour long. Yeah, but I would. You know, it, it does have replay value if you dig it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's
0: like a, there's scores in leaderboards. I think it and, should have
1: been twenty. I think almost everything in this launch lineup should have been 20 or it less. It max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, 30, 30 is a bit much. I, I'm not going to be happy when I look back at my, my bill for yeah. all the VR shit I bought this week. I
0: mean, I honestly... I think even 20 is pushing it for res. It is an amazing Part experience. Part of it is because
1: it's so old.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you it's know? worth paying for that premium experience because it is one of the best experiences you're going to get on PlayStation yeah. VR. Well,
1: I wish I could buy it for my Vive. And
0: like, I, I mean, it's great. My wife loved it. I love it. I mean, it's one of those one of those games that when people come over, you're going to be able to put on, and they're going to be like, "Oh my god!" And you're going to mm-hmm. be able to sit there and laugh at them, like freaking out while they
1: play it. I still think thirty bucks is too much for it, though. I'd agree with that, but I, but at the same time, like, you know, it, you've already spent four hundred dollars on this stupid thing. Like, yeah. get the splurge on the thing that's one of the best uses of it. You yeah. Know? All right. Let's talk next about
0: Thumper. This is probably, and I know this sounds crazy, but this is probably my favorite
1: PlayStation VR game. I wouldn't go that far, but this is the the nicest surprise. I think it's uh, it's super simple. And here's the here's the thing about this game: you can it doesn't require VR. You can play it normally. You on the can, screen. yeah. It is so much better in VR. Oh, it's not even close. Like it's like it, it's it's hard to do, to fully explain why it works so well in VR, but it's just. It's one of the best uses of the medium so far, and it's so simple, and so it should, if you look at it you're know, like, oh, it should be obvious, but it's great. Now here's one thing you'll never get
0: about this game from watching footage of it that you're watching right now is that this game is dark and evil. Mm-hmm. It's got this crazy, dark, like, soundtrack and all the visuals in this game, like right now, you're just seeing all these neon
1: lights. Yeah, now you're like, oh, it's like amplitude. No, right you're like, nope. There's some creepy, you crazy end, stuff. in You this end game. up in a couple of heavy metal covers yeah. in this game. <laughs> like basically, I mean, you're you're riding the cover of a Journey album to a Metallica album, is basically yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. here.
0: <laughs> that's a great analogy. Because that's
1: exactly like the ship
0: from, yeah, like, yeah. Journey's album cover.
1: <laughs> I think that Beatle is from the cover of Escape. I think
0: you're right. It was Escape. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the album, yeah. You're getting glimpses of, like, the real Thumper here, though. Yeah. Like, I promise. Yeah, there. You, oh, there, gee. you're starting
1: to see, like... like This is almost a Lovecraft game.
0: It's like a bad acid trip, is what it is. Like, that's exactly... People who have described to me they had a bad LSD trip. This is the type of stuff they said that they saw. Like, Mm -hmm.
2: there's just crazy,
0: like, tentacles in, like, these... Unimaginable creatures, and I guess we should
1: explain how it plays too. There you can see that's one of the bosses there, yeah, kind of coming up over the horizon. So
0: basically, you go down this track, and it's a rhythm game. So when those little bars come along, it's just like Guitar
1: Hero. Yeah, you're tapping. You need X to tap button. the
0: button along with it, and then like it'll send attacks down the track, and you have to time it exactly right, and then it will send the attack back at mm. the at the enemy, and it's and like
1: you see those like light kind of curve bars on the side. You have to hit, you know, you have to put the right direction and hit the button to scrape along them to prevent yourself from getting damaged. They yeah. add a whole bunch of. You know, eventually, you have to kind of do jumps over stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's more. It's complex a simple than concept. It's hard. Yeah, very. It, it hard. gets
0: really hard really fast. The first couple of levels, you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm just gonna glide along, and then by like the third like stage, you're like, oh crap, man! Like I have to start like yeah. thinking and memorizing and like. This, I
1: really like it. I was I will say this the I
0: think... pers- three I think three VR perspective is great. Yeah. Like you come I, down some of those hills and you can see oh, all yeah. in the distance and it's just like. It's exhilarating. I think
1: this is if you if you've got if you're getting a PlayStation VR, I think this is the best value for the money it Oh, costs. for
0: sure. For sure. This
1: is priced right, it's priced low for what how good it is. It is. Yeah,
0: this is probably this might be my favorite PlayStation VR game. But let's
1: talk actually let's it's not, it's not mine, but it's close. It's this is my number this is well I don't know, this, this does, does the, the next the, one? The next, no, uh, <laughs> the next one isn't my favorite, but I, it's, it's between the next one and this one for number two. All right, so here's what I'll say.
0: is The next one is the most pleasant surprise for PlayStation yes. VR, and yes. that is Playroom VR. This game, you just download it for yeah, free. For free. It costs nothing. And I don't know if you remember the Playroom for the original, for PlayStation 4, but it was that thing that people were, like, having sex on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And here it's like this collection. Yeah, because basically what it was doing was it was allowing people to live stream. Right. Like parties or and whatever. Shows. Yeah. shows <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burlesque outfits. This is actually like a collection of games, though. Yeah. And I have to say that as far as like... Tons of asymmetrical multiplayer stuff. Yeah, goes, and stuff good. where people sit on the couch while you have the helmet on you're seeing some of it here. I've got to say, like, this is probably the best use of the hardware. These mini-games. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's not only just, like... Is, yeah, and this is another example of how the developers working on PSVR have really taken the limitation of it yeah. and run and with it. Run with it. It's great.
0: It, it is incredible. There is a 3D platformer in this that blew my freaking yeah. mind.
1: The 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 one platformer, is like... Because most of it's multiplayer, but the platformer is one or two players. Yeah. And playing the platformer in this... What the after like a minute or two, I was yeah. like, I was like, this is like when I played Mario sixty four. Exactly, time. it, was, it like, was
0: like when I first played Mario sixty four. It I was like people, moment
1: of like, oh, <laughs> I know, you know, I know, people like, are gonna what? groan. No, people are gonna be like, what the fu-? no? You're like, gonna this knock
0: is, it until you play it. Yeah, like this is
1: amazing.
0: It's like. You're the focal point of the world in the 3D platformer. So you're controlling this little guy. I don't even know what the hell those things are called. I don't know, but they should be Sony's new mascot. They should be. You're right. Like, they're probably the most recognizable thing Sony's created. Get the hell out of here, Sackboy. These are
1: the new hotness.
0: But you control one of them in a fully 3D world, and it's like you're sitting in the middle of the level, Mm -hmm. and the guy is, like, running, like, all around you. And you can look in 360 degrees. It's like you're the camera, essentially. But he pays attention to you. So yeah. you're sitting in a chair and it's this little dude about this tall down on the ground. And there's like foliage and like waterfalls and and you're controlling him running like all around you. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but you can get up and move and look around, and spin around, and control like mm. him, and like
1: it's crazy. And then you're using the your controller is actually floating there in the yeah. world. and You can use it to, like grapple things and pull stuff down. And and then he'll like you. Part of the objective is you
0: collect other little guys like him. So the object is to get him to the other little guys. Mm. Once you do, he like kicks them or throws them at you, and they fly, and a little hatch opens up on your your DualShock Four, and they land inside the controller. Mm. And they all wave at
1: you. And they wave at you when it opens up. It's adorable. It
0: is so awesome. Like, I was blown away by this. I was just tripping out. It is...
1: Mm -hmm it remind it also reminded me of um in the in the uh, the lab the the vibe the yeah, free yeah. the free steam thing yeah um there 's a game in there whose name I can never remember, but basically what it is is a bullet hell shooter, and you grab the little spaceship and you move it around in the in the space and around the bullets and shit. and it 's like this game you 've played a million times, but you 've never played it like this, and that is what this platformer is like it 's so like there 's cool, nothing just... particularly new or innovative about what you 're physically doing in terms of a platformer. But you've never played it like this before, and it changes everything. Dude, it is so cool to just have the little guy just run up yeah. by
0: your feet, yeah, and just have him like down there at your feet, just looking up at you, like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it just ah, oh. there, look, there are moments with PlayStation VR where you're just like, oh my god, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, the, as soon as I started playing that, I was like, oh my god, VR Mario is going to be the bomb. And then I realized it won't happen <laughs> Not for, for like a long time. ...ever, maybe.
1: But I'll take this. Like it's good. Also this pla- the platformer and all the games in this very good clarity. No, oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. It
0: uses the hardware the best. Like the, there's no the visuals aren't blurry, they're crystal mm. clear. Like the field of view is amazing. It I mean, it might be the best software for a PlayStation VR launch. And for free. It's free. At the very least it is the Best pleasant surprise, without oh, yeah. a doubt. It's not even close. Do pleasant. not
1: dismiss this just Download it's free. it. If you get no. PlayStation
0: VR, download it. I think it may even download... I think a little thing pops up on your dashboard. Yeah, it automatically pops to.
1: up when you when you connect the VR, yeah. PSVR. so but, it'll
0: prompt you to do it, but download it. Like, yeah. it doesn't download automatically. Download it and yeah, play don't,
1: it. Don't just pass this one up because it's free or because it's the playroom or whatever. It's like, it's no, you, you awesome. want to see this, especially if you have people over. I was blown away by it. It, is, it was,
0: like other than something we're going to talk about in a minute. It was one of the most powerful experiences I have with
1: PlayStation VR. Now let's talk about PlayStation VR Worlds. Mm -hmm. I did not play the full retail of this. I only only played the stuff on the demo disc. Oh, okay. Um, Um, Which seems like it was enough. That's fine, because I played
0: the demos on the disc, and I played the final version, and you get it. Right. Just by playing what's on the demo disc, although the demo disc is missing some of the games on. yeah you can't
1: play all of them but yeah i play, i played the the go underwater with the cage thing and I played the heist thing and um uh what was the other thing oh the the ball thing the danger ball or yeah, whatever yeah. that thing i didn't i'm glad I didn't pay sixty bucks for it I would just tell you right now do not buy
0: playstation v r worlds it is not worth the money i think it's i don't think it's sixty bucks.
1: I thought it was. Is it? I is thought it, it was. Priced? I might be wrong, but I thought it was. I, I, I if it was a bargain more bargain price I would probably think about getting it, but I wanna say it was sixty.
0: Pretty much all the Chat games in it are a I'm throw wrong.
1: throwaway. Really
0: honestly the only game in this that no, really it says it's
1: forty, it's still too that's much. That's what
0: I thought it was cheaper.
1: But it's still too much.
0: The only game that really has any longevity to me is like the the ball game. Like because it's just like a sport that you can play over and over mm-hmm. if you really want to and you get into it. Everything else, like it's it's a novelty. Yeah. You do it once and you're like, I get it. I really don't have any interest. In if you doing really it
1: want like some kind of weird like novelty thing, and again you're you're drop into the ball thing, but one of the other demos on that demo disc is uh, called Headmaster. Yeah. And it's a soccer like in prison. Uh, yeah, soccer in <laughs> prison. But it's also got a really big like kind of a portal sort of yeah. angle on it in terms of the humor and how it's yeah. presented. I thought that was more engaging than everything on VR Worlds put together. No, I'd agree with that. Without a doubt. But yeah, I say take a total pass on VR Worlds and it's crazy too because Play it on the demo disc and never look at it Also, that demo disc takes up 40 gigs. I know. That's, un-
0: that's ridiculous, dude. Di- but I really thought the PlayStation VR worlds, and that's why I bought it, I really thought that it was going to be, like, the showcase for PlayStation VR. And <laughs> definitely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I take say take a pass on that. Uh, rigs. Rigs. Mechanized too old for this Robot shit. League. I, this is another one that I bought mm. and I completely regret it.
1: I, don't, I, don't, I did buy it. I don't regret it, but it's still too. it was still too much. This, this too game much.
0: made me the most sick out of any of them. Really? Yep. This hmm. game, I could hardly get through the tutorial, which is wow. way too long, by the way.
1: Yeah, it is long. The
0: tutorial in this game lasts like 40 minutes. By the way, there's
1: no way to skip it once you've already no. done
0: it. Uh, no. It's insane. It's stupid. It's really dumb. I get completely, I literally, this is what ended my first day's session with VR, with PlayStation hmm. VR. I had played everything else, at least for a little bit, and I was like, alright, Riggs is like the one full-featured game. Like, it really is, like, the one completely robust full-featured yeah, game. I mean, it's got a That's campaign, why I bought it's got it. multiplayer. It's That's good, why yeah. I bought it. I was like, this is the one game that, like, you know, I will want to spend a lot of time with and get good at. They have, like, this whole esports, like, structure built into it. I got about an hour after I finished the tutorial and I literally took off the headset and laid there and almost vomited. I'm not exaggerating, I'm not being dramatic. I felt sick. Wow. Like so sick that I laid there until I felt like I wasn't going to puke and then I basically crawled to bed and went to sleep. Like I don't I'm afraid to play it again. Hm. Because it it lasted for like an hour and a half after I stopped. I was still laying there feeling like crap and I'm afraid to put the helmet on again like You've had no problems with this at all? Mm-mm. You aim with your face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do not aim with the analog stick. No, you move with with the sticks. And I I I didn't make me nauseous at all, but the thing that it kept confusing me because I kept forgetting to aim with my face and I was trying oh, to use the too. right it stick. It was like and I'd constantly end up in a situation where like the mech was facing like like this way and I was facing this way no, and like I, I was aiming it's at the wrong thing like so I'm assuming I, eventually you. Can, I didn't like, get nauseous, but I like got pretty frustrated. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I love the idea of it, and I like the chunkiness of the mech, and it feels yeah. like you're in a big moving thing. It's and the, all that one stuff. of the it's best cool. looking. Games oh, definitely yeah, looks well. really. It looks really good. It's very clear. I mean, on clear, a technical level, bright.
0: As far as like the the polygonal graphics, mm-hmm. like they're nice, smooth curves. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not like a lot of other PlayStation VR where there's a lot of angles and nasty textures. Like, it's the closest thing you're going to get to a triple-A PlayStation VR game. I mean, yeah. it's the highest quality, it's the most robust, but again, like, if you're like me and it makes you sick, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm scared to go play this game now. Like, I, I'll i do it again, but as soon as I start feeling queasy, I'm going to stop and I'll just sell it or I'll give it away. But I want to, I want yeah. to
1: be able to play this game, like... I played for probably 40, 45 minutes, uh... Like I don't know. So you made it through the tutorial. Yeah, I made the tutorial.
2: <laughs> and like, I, I just
1: feel like there's not a lot of meat to it in terms of what you do. Like, yeah. like you know, you kill three guys, you go into overdrive, you jump through the goal, like done, whatever. Yeah. It's like.
0: Well, I think for VR, it's going to be hard to make things complicated. Because yeah. Again, you're aiming but, with but again, your face. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like
1: <laughs> it's so complicated to do something so simple, and in the end, it's not particularly rewarding when you do it right. Yeah. So I, I don't know how long. If I don't, like, I'm not afraid to go back to it, but I don't really feel like going back to it, and I might end up just trading it in, um, pretty quick. All right. We got to move on. We got a lot of games to talk about still. Until Dawn, a
0: rush of blood on rail shooter where you sit in a basically a roller coaster. Roller coaster. Again.
1: This is my favorite PSVR game. Wow. Um. And uh, I don't know. I, know if, I can
0: understand it. I
1: don't know if I was biased beforehand because uh, Jim Sterling talked it up so much. Uh, not that I listen to everything Jim Sterling has to say about everything, but um, I was like, really, like this? And I put it in. I'm like, okay, Jim Sterling, prove yourself to me yeah. in the form of this game that you didn't make. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, it's pretty fucking good. Like, it, I, you know, like I don't. I'm not a horror person, really. I don't find this stuff scary. I think it's silly. But like, this thing rides the ragged edge between silly and functional like like no, scary kind of parts like, of it it works like and the thing is like Every horror cliche is in this game. Oh yeah, and right at the beginning. Oh, right at all the pigs it's, and everything. It's all the pigs and there's <laughs> clowns and there's zombies and there's ghosts and there's a creepy girl singing Frera Jaca, yeah. and there's like there's flashes of carnival stuff and then there's like beheaded people and, the, and then you, and then there's creepy naked dolls and then there's creepy naked dolls with video cameras, which for some reason is really scary and I never even <laughs> thought about that before, and then and then like you end up in a dollhouse and everything's giant. I mean, like, look it it takes every cliche of horror mashes them all together and and just like commits to it so hard you have to admire it it's it's i'll it's, tell
0: you why this game is scary though it's because of what you were saying earlier because you're seated and you yeah. can't get away and it's just So when enough, they start
1: rushing at you and right. like you, if you unload and you're out of bullets, your heart goes bum ba bum, right. bum, 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 bum Well, and the other good, great thing about it is that you know you're seated, you and you, you've got two guns. This is, by the way, I think is also one of the most, uh, the best tracking games with a motion controller. Well, like, like it's, like, it's right on. Yeah. Like it's, you know the, the, like the, the PlayStation truck. Move controllers are always at their best when they're pretending to be a light gun game.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> um,
1: so I thought that was yeah, it works really well. It does. Here's a great thing: the guns have flashlights on them. So, like, you're looking... It's very dark, and you're looking around the flashlights, and you're shooting stuff little targets. Yeah. And this game knows exactly when to deactivate your flashlights. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And every <laughs> once in a while, it does that, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. And, like, and like you know, there's a lot of sound. You know, use the 3D sound you really well. You can see well. it right there. They're yeah. just showing
0: the, the flashlights. Um,
1: and so, like... I enjoy, I'm enjoying it. And, yeah. and the roller coaster thing yet, is... Done, this is what I was talking about with the, the sound thing, by the way. I The first time I played it, some glitch happened, and uh, the roller coaster tracks stopped making sound. So all the things where you're supposed to be swim, you know, uh, going through everything, like the roller coaster's straining and creaking, like none, all that was totally silent. So it was just like total silence, dro- like, rolling through these like crazy downhill things, and every once in a while a clown would be like, hey.
0: <laughs> and I was
1: like, yeah, this is just funny now. Yeah. But um, look
0: at the end of the day, it really is just a light gun game.
1: Yeah, it's House of the VR. Dead unra- like, literally on literally unrails. But it is
0: the best light gun game I've ever played. Oh, it's great. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it legitimately this, is scary. I mean,
1: and it's like. It wouldn't be scary or interesting, really, if it was just on a two D screen. Oh, I wouldn't even care. Because about you're like, game. okay, whatever. But when you're ro- when you're going through that giant pig's mouth yeah. and you're looking way up at this huge thing, I mean, it just, the scale of it just works. The bosses, like, bosses they're, are like, great. Bosses,
0: like, but they're enemies that are yeah. like five stories tall. That's the other thing about VR, people. Like, if you haven't really experienced it yet, like, fighting a boss or a, or seeing a big creature in VR will. Freak yeah. you
1: out. Like the scale is that even, even in the Batman thing, it's just like, damn, Batman's really tall. And he's <laughs> like, big he's and big, strong. Huge. Like you
0: get like the scale of everything. Yeah. Like just it makes it makes me think about all the old games that I've played. Like if I could have played mm-hmm. these games through the eyes of this VR helmet, how impactful they would have been. Yeah. Like I think I thought back that, what to like was, what was that game? Zelda and bosses in Zelda, like you know, there's a couple, like, like adventure games, point-and-click adventure games. And, like, they'll have, like, cut scenes or whatever mm. where, like, a huge robot flies in. I think about playing old games just in flat 2D, and I just sit there and be like, whatever, mm. big robot. You're sitting there, and that robot comes in, and it's the size of a house. You're like, holy crap, yeah. man. Like, it just, it's, I said this way long ago. That it's going to make simple stuff seem so impactful, and well, it's like it, it the, totally does. What's that
1: one game that like I didn't get? I got the I played the demo on the demo. It's like Wayward Skies yeah, yeah, yeah. or something That's like that. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like that giant ro- that robot comes in, and like it, I, I thought of the same thing. Like I'm like, okay, so the robot's running around doing stuff, and in two D whatever, and then it switches the perspective of the of the, the character, the, the, the girl you're playing as. And, like, the thing it's is terrifying. Huge. It's like, yeah, that thing could crush you with one hand. I mean, it's just, like, it's, it's ridiculous. And then he has, like, someone in his hand, yeah. and are like, dude, dude you, you made one run? mistake. I'm like, you're, you're going to kill that guy. What are you doing? You know, it's <laughs> Insane. <laughs> like, it is insane,
0: people. Like, it, I'm telling you, like, you have to experience it. You can't, you can hear people talk about it, like, forever. Mm-hmm. But until you have that thing on, and it's just, and, like, again, like, Rush of Blood, like the boss fights in that, where there's like this six foot tall, like serial, like six stories tall serial killer being like, bro, you're like, holy yeah. crap,
1: like, and like the thing, you know, I don't get scared by, you know, I'm not a horror like. I get scared. I, I got scared I get, a lot. Didn't scare me in Russia because Russia blood threw exactly the right balance between ridiculous and yeah. and you know and playing the scares up right that I'm just like, oh, this is tons of fun. I was yeah. having a good time. The next thing we're gonna talk about. This one got the kitchen. All right. Got this me.
0: didn't scare you. It did. Oh my God. If, 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 dude, if this didn't more, scare you. Well,
1: it more scared me in the sense that, like, you know, it has full control over what it throws at you and when. So, like, yeah, you're going to shock me by throwing something in my face. Dude, this is the most impactful VR demo I've ever played. Like,
0: it shook. It sh- the- I did it once at E3 like two years ago. And, like, you know, at E3, it's like loud and yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I couldn't really hear what people were saying or what was really going on. This is one of the first things I put on my PlayStation VR. It's on the demo disc. If in you're in Europe, you can download it for free.
2: Holy
0: crap, man. Like, that is some scary freaking crap. Like, you're going to see it here. I mean, basically all it is is you wake up in a kitchen, you're sitting on a chair with your hands tied, a video camera in front of you, and there's some other dude laying on the floor.
1: Huh. I didn't manage to knock the thing You
0: never the... knew you could knock it down? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the guy got up and knocked it over. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. And so, this guy starts begging for help, and then this- I never experience I never played this in VR until uh, yesterday. And then the 3D audio. Yeah,
0: 3D audio is good. Where yes. you start hearing like stuff scurrying behind you, and you start looking behind you. You're like, "What is that? What is that?" It's terrifying. If this is what Resident Evil 7 is, I don't even know if I can it just, play it.
1: Well, I would never, ever think this was Resident Evil. Like, yeah. It, it, it's, this is such a such a shift. I mean, it's a good shift because it works. But, oh, like, does it work? But it's like, I would never have thought this would be the direction they take Resident Evil. I and, mean, and bravo to them for being oh, yeah. brave enough to do that. I mean, I but, don't like, know if
0: I could play a whole game like this, man. I would be scared of playing it. Like... <laughs> i'm not even kidding like it's
1: just like do you want to terrorize yourself it is terrifying this demo man like yeah, well one of the reasons i would never have called this as resident evil is because the threat is real it's, it's, yeah. it's a human being basically, right basically you know uh, i don't even
0: know if i want to keep showing this so i don't want to spoil it actually take this off i don't want to spoil this for people yeah. who may
1: play it like you don't want to see because it. it's very short. You want to experience this, you've just then. You've just seen half of it right there. I mean, it's very short. Eh,
0: I don't know if that's but half,
1: but... Pretty close. There's a
0: bunch of stuff that... Anyway. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome. And if that is Resident Evil 7, it's going to scare the living crap out of people. Mm-hmm. My wife just watched the screen, not even in VR, and was like, oh, no, no, oh, no. <laughs> I could hear her just going, no, oh, no, no. Like, she quit watching and walked out of the room, like... <laughs> yeah, the kitchen—the most impactful VR demo I've ever played. First thing you should probably do whenever you get it. It's fun. It's really freaking
1: cool. Uh, it gives me huge, huge hopes for Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, it gives—it gives you a nice. Um, I don't think I was as taken with it as you are, but like, it gives you a really nice glimpse of like what is possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, the graphics suck. Yeah, <laughs> say that much. Uh, that was possible with like PlayStation 4 Pro that's right. the other thing I would say like if you're wait if you don't have VR PlayStation VR and you don't have a PlayStation 4 buy the PlayStation 4 Pro yeah. just do it
1: just do it pay the extra hundred bucks uh, Batman Arkham VR I have not played this at all I play I think I. God I think I might be almost done with it at yeah. this point I only played it for like an hour um, it's good it's overpriced uh, it should be ten bucks not not 20 um, if you love uh, the Arkham games it's really cool because it puts you in that world, world you yeah. know so like you're standing around in the iceberg club and then all the you look around at all the the cool um, you know Batman and Gotham stuff and that's really neat Um this is the one that exposes, I think, the flaws of how the you know, the limitations of the system to some degree in a bad way. Whereas yeah. the the you know we we're talking about how they, they use limitations to get a, to to make themselves more creative in some of these other games. In this one, it really feels like this game wanted to be room scale and it's not pulling yeah. it off. Uh, so I had to readjust the camera a couple times because it wasn't registering stuff. It it has a very narrow kind of sphere you can move in, and then like some a couple times I don't un- like it put things out of my reach. A couple times, where, like, like when you have to reach out and grab the bat suit and put it on, when you have to, like, reach out and like reassemble, like, a simulation of this, like, detonator cap thing, like, I couldn't reach the far thing. Enough. I couldn't I'd reach out and my hands would disappear, like, uh, the in-game no. hands would disappear, because it you. was outside of where the camera was willing to see close enough to it or whatever, and, like, and I'm, like, eight feet back, you know, it's not like I'm, like, crowding the camera with this thing, and, like, I had to, like, switch it... A couple times I had to switch it to seated mode so I could reach out far enough to get... It was very uh, awkward in places. And I don't know if that was it, my this, setup being wrong, but has, I recalibrated it got, tons I mean, of times.
0: Universally, this game has gotten the most criticism for being janky, for lack right. of a
1: better word. And part of the reason it's janky is it's trying to trying to push the envelope a little bit. Um, and sometimes it, it succeeds. Like, there's a lot of, like, little flipping switches and doing, like, forensic stuff, which is really cool, very Batman-y. Uh-huh. Um, you know there's the you know in the Batman games you have the thing where you replay the crime scene you can do that in person now like it's so like hey if you love Nightwing like uh Nightwing is all up in your face doing <laughs> some cool shit like if you're like a big Nightwing fan like this is a game for you because Nightwing is gets to do some cool stuff in this also in the Batcave uh, there's a little holographic file thing where you get to like look at all the different characters and the project. Do the, do the people Batman's friends with? Do they know that he has a little like ho- thing that he uses to project a life-size holographic display of them in front of himself and like make them do little poses? <laughs> and Probably t- not. Because that's weird. It is, yeah. Um, but it's like. It's kind of a little love letter to the Arkham games, and it made I mean, me you can see the shaking here. Yeah, in this like footage. Batman. Batman has some uh, some uh, intentions tremors apparently yeah. because uh, every time you pick something up in this game, it's it, it wiggles around it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and or like, it just yeah, disappears. He just dropped it because um, like, like you grab this thing, and then like yeah, at a certain point, once you uh, <laughs> he's trying to look down the barrel of the scanner. I mean, that's what
0: you uh, get for four hundred dollars. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I got, I mean, I will probably, I'll wait for a Steam sale, but I'll buy this for vibe when it comes, yeah. you know, when the exclusivity period ends next yeah. year, and I'll put, you know, cause I'm interested to play, I'd be interested to play this with, uh, you know, better motion tracking.
0: This is about an hour long, right? I, it's Unless from, you do all the Riddler
1: stuff, right, after, at the end? I already did all the Riddler stuff.
0: <laughs> so how much, how much time did you get out of it, ultimately?
1: Uh, judging by the, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm thinking I probably got about 90 minutes total. Oh gosh, be, that's it. Would be it. what I get. And it's um, twenty
2: bucks. It's
1: twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it should have been ten. If you're a Batman fan, though, you're a you Bat- should probably fan. get this. Also, like, look, as someone who hated Arkham Knight, like this made me feel a lot better. To some, you know, it, it got back to you know there there's no tank in this one. <laughs> you can play. You, you, you know. It would have
0: been awesome if they trolled everybody and like it, the whole goal <laughs> it's just, was it's to just get to the tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a battle zone reskin. That would be great. Be that amazing. would be amazing. All right, let's move on. We are running out of time. We're getting up against it here. Drive Club VR. I haven't played this either. I played, the, I played
1: the demo on the demo disc. I did not buy it the, the full thing. Uh, so you play one race. Um, it's great in terms of like simulating a car experience. Uh, it's super blurry. Like you're looking ahead, you're like, is that a right turn or a left turn? I don't know. Like, I, like yeah. you basically have to kind of guess until you can make out what the what the the arrows say, or, like what the turn looks like. So the depth the depth of field is a little off. But the feeling of being in a car, of, of the motion of the car, of being able to just look up and check the rearview mirror, of that's being able awesome. to, you know, that's all, you can't read the, like I said, you can't read the speedometer because it's too blurry. But like. How does the cockpit view work over, look over all that? It's great. I yeah. mean, it's like, you know, it feels like you're inside. As soon as like you get in, you can like look at the car outside and you hit the thing to get in, you get in, like the door closes and it's just the exact feeling of like having, you know, <laughs> being inside something. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, maybe on PlayStation 4 Pro it will be, sharper and better in that regard because yeah. if, if, if i if playstation 4 pro makes this game less blurry like maybe by 50 to 60 percent i will buy it no question because it was a co- really cool kind of tech demo for what is possible in terms of how did you racing get a demo game. of this it was on the demo disc i didn't even see it on the demo disc it's in
0: there really yeah interesting I
1: didn't there's a bunch see of it. stuff in there. keep going there's a bunch of stuff in there and it was it was fun it is the only game, I mean, other than like, you know, when the, when the roller coaster first goes, when Thumper first starts, like, yeah. I go, you get a little flip in your stomach from, like, oh, here we go down our hill or whatever. Yeah. This one, like, when I would certain turns, and it was also because, like, you go, it's just the same racetrack over and over. Um, the same turn every time, I would get this massive vertigo shift.
2: Wow.
1: Where I'm like, whoa. Like, that was, and it was the same turn all the time, like, two specific turns in the course. Huh. And I don't know why, and I don't know what was happening there. But, I, look, I, under, I just playing that and experiencing that, I can totally understand why people are having such nausea problems with this one. But it's so cool. Like, what they're trying to do is so cool, and it's just not quite there yet, probably because of a tech issue.
0: How much is that selling for?
1: I want to say it's 20 bucks if you already have a Drive Club, drive club. Uh, like, on, on, like, digitally or whatever, if you have the PlayStation Plus version or whatever. Um, and then I think it's 30 without that. Okay. You know, someone, but again,
0: this is one of the more robust, like legit games for PlayStation VR. Oh, and
1: someone's asking about uh, the the illusion of the wheel versus a pad. Like, I do not, I I did not find it to be a problem not using a wheel. But I'm not a wheel. I think the wheel would out. help. No. The wheel would definitely. <laughs> help. The wheel would make it like amazing on a whole other level if it was not blurry. Yeah. Um. I would probably not. I mean, look at the point that I'm using a wheel. Um, in front of the couch and the goggles and th- I'm mean, just like at a certain point you got to reevaluate your life, you know,
0: like, <laughs> like what we're seeing right here. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, Sony's official UK YouTube channel
1: right here. Yeah. Um, so I, I guarantee you that that would be amazing. Oh to yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't think I will do it in yeah. my living room. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, but if you're if you're a hard hardcore here's the thing is like if you're a hardcore I mean, driving mad it'd be amazing. It'd be, oh yeah, the, the head track I mean, you know, this is like the track IR thing writ large like, it's is what we always imagined it was. Yeah. You know, and and so like I can't recommend trying the demo enough, but I wouldn't buy it until the PlayStation 4 Pro proves that it is going to improve that experience a little bit that can be said about a lot of these games. True, but this one that one more than almost anything, I would say.
0: Here they lie. Have you played that at all?
1: No, I didn't play that at all.
0: So, it's uh it's funny. They 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 try to make it seem like Sony Santa Monica developed this game, but it was mm-hmm. really made by some small studio with I don't know, consulting by Sony Santa Monica. But it's basically it's the first full-fledged horror game for PlayStation VR. Um, it has its moments, but it mostly relies on jump scares. Mm. Jump scares are really effective in VR, by the way. Yeah, it, it's really dirty and kind of cheap. To be you honest, you can't get away from it. No, nope, there's no escaping it. Um, other than that, it's pretty much a really generic action adventure game. It's pretty low quality as well. I was actually surprised that Sony Santa Monica put its name on it. Like, I could see them like working on it behind the scenes, but to put its name on it, I thought was maybe not the best. The best move. Um, I would not. Buy this, um, I think. It, I think it was forty bucks. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I don't know. I just looked at the total that I spent, and I was like, "Ouch!" Almost but everything
1: seemed to be forty bucks, the retail, except for uh, Rigs was fifty. Rigs was fifty. Battle Zone was sixty, and then something else was sixty-two. Yeah, uh, which I also thought shouldn't have been sixty. I don't remember what it was I mean this game isn't bad
0: It's just You can just tell While you're playing it That this was like Their first stab At this genre mm-hmm. And eventually You're going to look back And say it is bad <laughs> <laughs> But right now The technology is so new That it's like If you're looking For a horror experience That lasts longer Than the kitchen Which is like Five or ten minutes uh, Oh this wait
1: is, I think it's less than that Yeah maybe I think the kitchen Is about three minutes long Really? Yeah Man, it, was, it seemed like, like it was over an like eternity.
0: Because <laughs> I was so scared. But um, if you want something a little more full featured, this is pretty much the only game in town. So if, you're, if you want something horror oriented that lasts more than a couple minutes, that's your only bet. Um, otherwise, I recommend against it. And finally, Job Simulator VR. This game already came out for Vive
1: mm-hmm. and Oculus, in I Oculus, believe, yeah. uh, months ago. I played it on Vive. I have not played it on PSVR. Yeah. Which, I, which, when I think about it, I probably should have because that would have been a good comparison metric. I played it. I did play e Valkyrie, which is, was. I have know. not played that yet, actually. So, uh, but that's been out on Vive, and uh, it's not on Vive, but it is on, on Oculus. Oculus. It's coming to Vive later this year, uh, and certainly the difference between Oculus and uh, PSVR is very obvious if you played both versions of. That. Right. Yeah. Um, still, Although e Valkyrie looks like That's the other that's still still one. Low. That's the other one. Is sixty bucks? It should not be sixty bucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That should probably be thirty or forty bucks.
1: Yeah. It's also. I mean, it's sixty bucks on the on the Oculus store too. I think or fifty. Um, which is still too much,
2: but.
1: All right, so let's let's wrap everything up here, Matt. If, you, if you're gonna get one Eve thing on the PlayStation VR, get Gunjack Gunjack is better. Gun Jack's is like it? uh, yeah, it's like ten bucks It's or better than Valkyrie. It's not better than Valkyrie, but it's more appropriate Reasonably for the price. Priced. Got ya Yeah, it's it's if you liked um, what was that game that came with every single 3D card back in the day, uh, the, oh the turret shooting game. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know you're talking right?
0: about. It. I can't remember. It
1: like, I it think it began like an eye or something. You know? I don't know. I don't remember. I know what you're talking it's about. It's like that, but for VR. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Alright, so it's time to wrap
0: everything up here. It's time to deliver letter grades for PlayStation VR. Matt, what are you gonna give it? Uh
1: the hardware overall or like the actual. let let's do us do hardware and software. I'm gonna give the hardware like a B. I'm gonna give the overall B. Like it's you know, I would give the, the vibe probably an A, A minus. Mm-hmm. Um but I think despite being def- definitely the, you know, what, get what you pay for, like, I don't feel like I'm getting a lesser experience in terms of sort of the overall this is what VR is yeah. out of it. I, yeah. Like, like I would never, like, look at someone who only has PlayStation VR and be like, oh, you poor soul. Right. You only know what <laughs> VR is this tiny keyhole. Right, know? right. It's like, no, this is a full-fledged, like, real-deal experience, and there's some stuff on this that is better than anything I have on Vive. yeah. Uh, you know, like like Thumper is awesome. Yeah, it like, is. You know, there's. I mean, there's
0: there's a lot of really amazing experiences. Yeah. There's just nothing that's especially
1: lengthy right now. Yeah, and uh, again, it's, a, it's it's a bunch of tech demos to some degree. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them. But a lot of them are really good. And there's a lot of them. And yeah, and and again, I definitely think this deals with the seated experience limitations better than the Oculus library. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they've thought outside the box better, and even I mean even Res does it better in the and, and that was that's a fifteen sixteen year old game. Yeah. So I'll give the hardware a B plus.
0: Um, I've only really tried VR at trade shows. I've never been at anyone's house who had it and got to sit and really try it for extended periods. That's of time Because you won't come over. You never invite <laughs> me over. I'd say you can come over. People. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never had the chance to really dive into VR for an extended period of time. It was always like 10 minutes here, walk across a convention hall, 15 minutes here. Um, I would say that my first night with PlayStation VR at times almost bordered on a religious experience. <laughs> I know that may sound crazy, but I truly felt like I was Did seeing. You get caught
1: between the moon and New York City. <laughs>
2: Apparently, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean there were just moments where i was just i hadn't felt this way playing video games mm-hmm. in so long i mean that's like, what
2: i
1: felt about that's how i felt about playing star trek at uh yeah. at E3.
0: it's just totally different like i said play i felt like playing super mario 64 again mm-hmm. like and playing that platformer that that's in playstation vr room or whatever the hell it's called like it just there's these little moments that you have where you're just
1: like, oh my God they missed an opportunity by not calling that place play room. yeah you're right I just I, look it
0: has technical limitations I hate the screen door effect it really bothers me several games made me sick um <laughs> rigs literally I was on the fringe of barfing and felt like death for an hour and a half I still just for everything else just the it's just there's no way to put it into words like even people who have gone to Best Buy and played around with it for a little while, like you're still not really getting it. Like I had played VR so many times, and I mean, I look, I talked about it on the show before how I thought it was going to turn what we used to think mundane things were in video games into something exceptional again, and kind of get, and I, I prophes- prophesized that it would change my perspective on games, and it has, mm-hmm. but even more so, and knowing that. These are the early games, and this is like the first round of stuff. Like, the prospects for it, I I really like it. Like, I don't think anyone... I think, you know, in a week when all I've gone through all the games, like, I may look back and be like, man, you know, maybe it was a little too expensive. Like... Mm-hmm. That's one thing I do wish it was at a more consumer-friendly
1: price. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's all way too expensive right now. Yeah, but I think all I, VR across a, the board. Yeah, not not just PlayStation VR, but all of it. Yeah, and so if you're on a budget, like you know, I wouldn't
0: begrudge you for not picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would totally get it because I will say, like, Again,
2: what for any VR? I said
1: the same thing for Vive, and I'll say the same thing for this. Only buy these if you are never going to miss that money. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're trying to, like, budget and, oh, I'll skip lunch on Wednesdays and Thursdays, or, like, the kids don't need that apple in their, you know, when they go to school, like, don't do that. Like, this, like, only do this if you have the disposable income for it, because this is not an essential to gaming right now. Yep. It's a nice-to-have, and yep. I would hate to think that anybody out there is basically suffering a quality-of-life problem because they think they have to have this, have to have it, have to have it, because it's just not that. Not yet.
0: But it will rock your world.
1: At times. It, will. it absolutely there, will. You
0: will have moments with this thing that you can never find had a before.
1: friend. Like you know yeah. like, <laughs> Or maybe
0: like, just go together. Yeah. And maybe you both you go together, you buy one, and you take turns like using it or whatever, and then you go together again to buy the next one or something. But And when the fallout
1: of that all breaks yeah. apart, oh that would be a great key and field <laughs> skit. <laughs> <laughs> Software, I give it like a C minus. Like I go, I was gonna go C with it. Uh, I would be willing to go higher if the pricing wasn't so crazy on some Quantity of stuff.
2: Quantity,
1: really high. A lot of stuff. Maybe the most games ever yeah. released for a system And the and good launch. stuff is really good. Um, and, I don't, still don't know if I go that far. And, I, and I would say this, um, although most of it's still too pricey. But I will say this as someone who, you know, to me, VR up to this point has been room scale. Like yeah. the room scale stuff on the vibe is the stuff that I play, and my friends of you know Benson and those guys have yeah. come over and play. And I'm like this is amazing. That's what they want to play. Nobody wants to sit down and play anything with a controller. Everybody wants to shoot bow and arrows and, and do walk all this around. Stuff. Yeah. And like neither do I. You know, even when I'm at home, I'm you know, playing it by myself. I'm like I don't do sit down stuff with it much. I always stand up and do those the room scale stuff. Yeah. And like I gotta say, the PlayStation VR has made me a, a much bigger believer in the sit down stuff. There you like go. because. All it because there's nothing you know there's nothing on the the Oculus store that really made me you know even the other sit down stuff I had like wasn't really doing it for me so much because it wasn't that different from just playing it on a screen but there's some experiences on this that you know that platformer would not be the same in any other way to experience There's no other way to experience that I'm just so happy to be this excited
0: about video games again
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean. It has been since like 1996 since I felt like this. Think about that. That's 20 years since I got that crazy charge that I got like the first time I saw an arcade game or the first time I had my own system at home or the first time I saw then polygonal graph. Like it's a paradigm. It really is like I've been doing this a long time and I know when I get like that feeling in my heart about a piece of technology
1: and I'm getting it from VR it's mm-hmm. i mean and even look the other thing about vr at this point is like it's it's so compelling when you actually do it like I feel it pushing me into stupid decisions. <laughs> Cause like, like I played the demo of Eve Valkyrie on the demo disc, and I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not paying sixty bucks. But I was like, I yeah. didn't pre-order it. I didn't. I'm, I'm waiting for it to hit Vive so I can buy it on Steam, and I don't have to worry about the Revive thing. Cause God knows if that's ever going to go away. All of a sudden I can't right. play the Oculus games anymore, and that sucks. Um, but like. I played the demo of that, which is a really quick dogfight. You know, you launch out of the carrier we and a really quick dogfight. We're our longest right. episode ever of Game Face, by the way. Like, there was a point while I'm playing that where all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, maybe I should buy that. It's like, it's like, it's, it's that point where you look out the side and you look down, and you see this giant fleet of all these battles cruisers flying. It's like, this is amazing. Like, like really you're there. Is. You are there. Also, I was, it, whatever, I don't know if it does it automatically, but it assigned me a, a female pilot. And I look down, I'm like, whoa.
2: <laughs> Did not expect that.
1: <laughs> all right, that's it. If you have not decided
0: whether you should buy PlayStation VR or not after this conversation, I don't know what to tell you. We just gave you the full download. You will not, probably not find a conversation like this on PlayStation VR anywhere else. So we hope we've helped you guys in many ways, shapes, and forms. But it's time to get to our Trailer of the Week. Get the questions in. We're already way over time, so we're only going to answer a few. Uh, but our Trailer of the Week is for a game that I believe has a good shot at becoming RPG of the Year. And it's not Final Fantasy XV, this game is called Dragon Quest Builders. Launch trailer.
3: Arise, legendary builder! Only you have the power to build anything and everything to save the world and its people. This is Dragon Quest Builders. Generations ago, the realm of Alifgaard was plunged into darkness by the terrible and treacherous Dragon Lord, ruler of all monsters mankind was robbed of the power to build and forced to wander the ruins of their former home, scrounging and scavenging in the dust to survive. But there is still hope. You, a legendary builder, will shake up the mallet in an epic quest to restore the realm. Travel and explore the vast world and discover the true potential you possess as a Builder. You will come across great challenges and many powerful foes. But you must keep calm and carry on. Don't let anything stop you. Your imagination and creativity are what Dragonlord fears the most. Because everything you do brings hope to the people of Alefgard. Gather! BUILD! The fate of the world is in your hands! Rebuild the ruined realm! Protect villagers from vile monsters! Carve an emoji into a mountainside! And after you've relaxed in a steamy bath, DEFEAT DRAGON LORD ONCE AND FOR ALL! BUILD FOR FUN! BUILD FOR ADVENTURE! to save the world Dragon Quest Builders
0: Alright, let's get straight to the questions We don't have any time for jibber jabber We're way over on the show Uh, Let's see Here's one from Vox91 Do you feel that games have gotten too exclusionary? If so, what do you think are practical solutions to make it less so? If not, then why or how? Does that mean like we've become like this elitist club that people feel like they can't become a part of?
1: I don't know. I don't really know what that means.
0: Exclusatory. It just means like it's excluding. I know what exclusionary certain...
1: means. I just don't know how gaming is that. I don't know. I mean, games have become really complicated. Well, you just talked about how they're not that complicated because I played something from 2007 and, and it wouldn't tell me where to go everywhere. And well, I, I mean, they've,
0: they've become more user-friendly because they've had to because they've become more complicated. I feel they have.
2: Mm. I mean, you start looking at it,
0: every game now has, like, crafting and all these systems that you have to, like, look after. It's, like, it's very... I feel like it has become increasingly difficult to find simple games. Like, for instance, we have a kids' channel on Sifted. And so every time we, break, we curate something, we have to tag it to all the channels. And it's like, generally, kids' games are really simple, something anybody can understand. There aren't that many games anymore that are like that. Like, mm-hmm. it ends up being, like, Skylanders. And, like, even those games now are starting to become, like, really complicated. Like, you can create your own Skylanders
1: and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know if that's particularly complicated for kids that have grown up with an iPad in their hands for their entire lives. They're like, yeah. I mean, I gave like I, I talked about before, but I gave my old gaming laptop to my niece who's eight years old, and I went back. It's uh, overclocked now. Uh, almost <laughs> like I went back and she okay, she's done with Spore. She's already got like four fa- families working in The Sims Three. She's figured out like one of the RPGs on there. She's like she's like ha- like like something like like. Forty hours in a Stardew Valley, which is a game I find too complicated to play. Yeah, yeah. And this is I'm like, so apparently the eight year olds fine. Uh, I don't know if that's who we're worried about, or if we're worried about people who did, never played games. Like, look at this point, it's almost like if you don't play video games, clearly we're never going to get you. Yeah, you know, I th- I think that's... I think
0: the barrier to entry is still a little high. Like, I but I would to answer the question, like I feel like VR could be
1: something. It could that be, would, a, it could be a thing, you know, because VR is, is a little similar to. Um, You know, kind of like something where you go to go to Dave and Buster's and you sit down and play a light gun game, or you sit down and play a racing game, or something, and it's a quick little experience. It's not something you have to commit 40 hours to. Yeah, or or, and it makes it a social. You know, this this is really good, especially with the VR, the play playroom VR is very good at making it a social experience. Well, even people, when one person is in a goggle outfit. Even if
2: it's
0: not asymmetrical, though, just watching someone else play oh, yeah. is funny. Oh, yeah. Like, when I first started playing, my wife sat there and laughed at me for, like, five oh, yeah. or six... I can't... What are you looking at? I'm like, look at the TV. You can see what I'm looking at.
1: It's one, but, of, my, it's one of my favorite parts of having the vibe so far is having people come come try it. Yeah. It's good. It's Because everybody reacts to it. They're oh, yeah. like,
0: it's awesome to see. And I think this is something that maybe could break down some barriers, get some new people into the medium, and maybe... They Mm -hmm. graduate onto those more complex games. I think think it has
1: an advantage also in the sense that like Everyone knows it VR VR has been like some kind of sci-fi stupid thing for right. decades now. And like when you see... That's almost an, exa- an advantage of the fact that it looks so stereotypically like a VR it head. It does, yeah. It looks like something to be hanging off like a, like a Neuromancer cosplay in like 1984. You're right. You know? But like... <laughs> but like it may, I think that gives it makes people curious. It makes like, yeah. okay, okay, I'll try this thing that I've seen in like a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger future movies. You know, yeah. I'll try this Total Recall thing. Sure. Yeah. Like... And, like, you know, yeah, maybe that'll break some barriers down. But, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you got these games, even, like, something like Dark Souls sells two to three million copies, and that's pretty exclusionary by itself, but clearly it has its audience. I don't know. Here's Nolan Elric, Shane and Matt.
0: I got the PlayStation VR from a Taco Bell contest. Dude, that's so awesome, man. Somebody actually wins those things. Uh, So maybe I am more forgiving, but I love it. Does it also remind you, too, of all those big novelty arcade games, like the G-Lock cabinet that spun mm. around, or light gun games? That is you know, a very arcadey mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me more of those than it does, like, the original VR that was in the arcade. Right. Yeah, this Where is you no, pull this down, like, this
1: huge periscope and, yeah, like, play it no, like, like this. This is no dactyl nightmare. No. Um, yeah, it is, it is like that. It, and, and I'll be honest... Not to insult until dawn, rush of blood, but one of the things I kept thinking of when I was playing it was Carnival. Oh, for sure. Do you yeah. remember that terrible, terrible light yeah. gun game? So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very valid comparison. Uh, but as he says at the end of that, where are the boxing games? That's a good point. Where are the boxing games? They'll never do that, dude. People will punch each other in the face. Not multiplayer, but you could do like a, like oh, a super punch like actor. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be good.
0: I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you watch some people play Wii Sports against each other, but...
1: But now, okay, now you've got in my head, like, some kind of, like, weird publicity stunt where, like, you get two people in VR, they can see each other through VR, and they're just hitting each other, like, in the VR (laughs) Right in the helmet. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Uh, Justin Horman, what's a mechanic from a game that you think should be copied more in other games? What is one that you think is copied too much?
1: You know what, I, and this is, I mean, obviously because it's fresh in my mind, one of the mechanics that I'm surprised nobody ever steals more is uh, the active reload. Yeah, from Gears of War. Yeah, when Gears of War first came out, I thought, oh, everybody's going to do this now. And no one has ever done it. Yeah. But, it's, but it's, I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's probably... I've asked Cliff that before. I've asked, why do not more people steal the active reload thing? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 it was genius. I was, it was amazing. We were amazing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, he's, he's like, I don't know. He's like, No, it I'll...
0: really is a good idea because
1: it rewards people who can stay mentally acute when, yeah. like, when the craft's hitting the fan. Yeah. And you have to keep track of your ammo. You have to keep track of when you're going to be reloading because you automatically reload if you run out. I mean, yep. it's a great mechanic. I'm surprised more people don't use it. Uh, for things I think like, sh- people should give it a rest, um, probably like gathering herbs to craft stuff. Just like,
0: crafting in general, I say I think, that part, is just getting I, yeah, Well, I
1: say that partly as someone who can't control himself when it comes to picking every damn flower in the field. Yeah. So like, you'd save me a lot of time if you'd stop putting that in your games. I'm just getting tired of it, to be <laughs> honest with you. Of like, just, You can't just run around an environment anymore.
0: You have to stop and, like, and like, run your cursor over like, everything. It's, like, it's changing how I play games. And I did a little bit of this in Virginia as well, because Virginia, how it works is you come into a room and there's just one interactive object. So what you would do is you just walk in, stand still, and just zigzag with your cursor. Mm. Waiting for it to change and like light up whenever it
1: got on whatever you could interact with. And I feel like that's starting to happen with action-adventure games now, too. Vox 91 clarifies that he was speaking economically in terms of exclusionary. Oh, um, is it getting too expensive? Too expensive. Gotcha. Um, with VR? Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I, I have thought that recently but it's not, not. by sales apparently not like, but it's not even i no. mean
0: honestly if you look at how the price of everything else has gone up over time over the last 20 or 30 years video games we are so lucky because they have not gone up with inflation everything else cars houses property clothes anything else you can buy it's all gone up with inflation but video games have stayed the same in fact, they're actually cheaper. Like there were N sixty four carts that cost like sixty-nine
1: ninety nine. Oh more than that. I paid eighty-nine ninety nine for Chrono Trigger when that yeah. came out. And I paid ninety-nine ninety nine on launch day for Fantasy Star Four on yeah. Genesis. Um, and I think, you know, you think about how much entertainment value you get out of sixty dollars, yeah. like if you're but, smart with how you buy I think the question becomes though, at this in the modern game industry is are they asking you to buy these big ticket purchases too often now? And uh, you know, you're getting there. If they're going to start expecting people to upgrade the tech, the VR, the console, etc., every two years or so, that's a lot of money. Here's a really good question from The Legacy. Will Sony stop supporting VR like the Vita or Move? I think that's a big concern. That's a really, concern. really good yeah. question. Like so, Because the track record is there. Oh, the track record is definitely there, and I mean, Jim Sterling has brought this up repeatedly. It's like, if, if Sony sees something isn't working, they don't give it the chance to kind of Gain its feet footing and and move forward. They drop it like a bad habit, and that's why we have all these unsold move controllers that are suddenly bundled for hundred yeah, bucks yeah, now because yeah. they made too many of them. Because yeah. It didn't work, and then they just stepped away from it. When was the last time you saw one of the, a game for one of those one of that that fucking book thing? Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's <was> right.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Remember, they spent like 20 minutes of their E3 press conference on that thing, and we never saw it again because no one gave a shit. Yeah. Remember, uh, there was a the card battle game with the AR card had battle judgment. game. I yeah. judgment. Yeah. I have All that. I was that and... moron. I did that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, played it twice.
1: Here's the thing.
0: This bet is way bigger than... It some. is. This
1: is way bigger than Move. This is way bigger than Vita even, which I would is like, like to think platform. just the amount of clear R&D they've sunk into this right. thing means they'll stick with it for more than a year. Just please. the amount of content
0: I mean. that they put out for it already.
1: Yeah. To me, I...
2: I
0: hope... They may. Look, they may. They might, yeah. The Legend, yeah. It, they, they could. They could bail on it. If it's a total flop, I mean, they have to. They can't keep supporting something that completely flops. One, I don't think it's going to completely flop. I think
1: it'll do worse than a lot of people anticipate Mm -hmm. and how fitting that someone called named the legacy asked that question appropriate (laughs) um it's in the back of my mind every time i buy one of these things no question
0: anytime i buy anything but a playstation from sony it's in the back of my mind because i have i also have a psp go sitting at home that Mm. i mean sony's track record's not great i totally get it um i still would say though I've already almost got my enjoyment, my money out of this thing. Like, it blew my mind that hard so many times that, like, even if, like, tomorrow they're like, we're done, like, I wouldn't even be that mad at them, I don't think. It's crazy to say, I know, but it's just, it's so impactful and it's so different from playing games any other way. Like, even if it did only last year, I don't even think I'd be all that mad. I think I'd still be more angry at the Wii U. Hmm. Think about that.
1: Wii U didn't cost as much.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think I would still be more mad at the Wii U, though. Uh, two more questions, and then we got to get out of here. Lots of discussion kicking up.
1: Oh, where was the one I saw? Um... Oh, here's one from
0: Veneraba. After playing PlayStation VR, do you still believe it will be the most successful VR headset? Yes. I agree. I think so as well. I think by actually by the end of the year, I think it will have outsold Vive. Vive's at about a million right now.
1: Mhm. I was I think my I made this prediction a while ago, but I I'm guessing 1.3 million PSVRs by the end of the calendar year. How many? 1.3 million
0: I actually There was a thread On Sifted about it And I guessed way higher Than that But now I regret it I think I was wrong
1: I guess like 2.5 million I think that's high Yeah I think you might get that By the end of the fiscal I don't enough. think in, in hindsight I think you might get I might, get, even even I might get that By the end of the fiscal that many <laughs> Yeah that too Um Jothor eighty four. Shame will the Pens repeat
0: as Stanley Cup champions? That's yes, the one I was looking for. Yes, they
1: will. Now, do you really believe that, or is it like really a I
0: really believe thing? that they will repeat as Stanley Cup champions for the first time since 98,
1: 99 How sad is it the Cubs couldn't do what they're doing right now? Last year, in the anniversary of Back to the Future, it's okay. It's good to see them win. Yeah, but I'm saying like last year, like that was twenty fifteen, is when the Cubs were supposed to win the World Series and Back to the Future too. It would have been perfect.
0: Perfect. All right, we got to go. Man, this has been the longest episode of Game
1: Phase ever by a wide margin.
0: Um, Thanks, guys, for sticking around. Obviously, there's still a ton of you in the chat. We really appreciate it. We know it was a long episode. Really hope that we uh, gave you guys a lot of information on PlayStation VR. You may not have got anywhere else. That was kind of the whole goal of this uh, episode. Obviously, we talked about other stuff, but this was really what we wanted to uh, get forward to you guys. Um, Once again, thank you for all the support you guys gave me over the last three weeks. Um, life isn't going to be easy for me still but every little bit of support I get helps and I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart so you guys are awesome but before we go we do have one new member of Sifted Elite this week Ooh. Mr. Alcatraz welcome to team green thank you so much for your kind donation we really really appreciate it Saturday night Hopefully you guys have been drinking. We probably should have been cracking beers during this episode. I need a beer. My throat is so dry after doing all that talking, let me tell you. But uh, hope you guys have an excellent uh, weekend. We'll probably be back on Thursday, so you won't have to wait too long. Plus, we have to talk about Mafia and a couple other games that slipped through the cracks here. So we should have plenty of content for a show on Thursday. So expect to see us Thursday around 7 p.m. Pacific. Once again, thanks to everyone who stuck with us on the stream. Game Face is up and out.